The Serious Side is coming up next, right here on the TJRS Radio Network. My mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These council binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the same what I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in our class. Colored pencils, too. These new socks? They can be a real lifesaver. I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. School shootings are preventable if you know the signs. Learn more at sandyhookpromise.org. What do you wish for? A nice life? Nice things? Or do you wish for something more? A sense of purpose? Do you wish to discover a cure? To write code that cracks an unsolvable question? To further our exploration into space? Or to invent something that changes everything right here on Earth? Well... If that's your wish, make yourself ready. Because when you look back, you'll see that you didn't just make wishes. You realized them. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. Today is the first day of the 117th Congress. Lawmakers are due to be sworn in, and the House and Senate are to convene in a few hours. With the presidential election as the backdrop, a growing number of Republicans planning to object when Congress meets Wednesday to formally certify the Electoral College votes. They now include a dozen Senate Republicans, but even with the objections, NPR's Tamara Key says the usually ceremonial step will end with Joe Biden's election as president. Essentially what this is going to do is make for a really long day on the 6th, make for a lot of theatrics. Uh, and will allow Republicans to push a narrative that the president has been pushing hard, that somehow Joe Biden isn't a a legitimate president. Um, However, he is a legitimate president elected freely and fairly. Vice President Pence's chief of staff has issued a statement saying that Pence welcomes the lawmakers' efforts and that they have the right under the law to raise objections. He is to preside over the certification process. The number of deaths in the U.S. from coronavirus infections now tops 350,000. According to data compiled by Johns Hopkins University, the country passed that mark overnight. And it includes more than 100 people in North Carolina in the first two days of the new year. 
North Carolina is seeing a coronavirus surge with a new daily high in the number of confirmed cases as Jeff Tabiri reports from member station WUNC. The new year has brought nearly 19,000 new confirmed cases and 144 deaths. State health officials say there are nearly 3,500 people in hospitals with more than 780 in ICUs. The state's positivity rate is now above 15 percent, the highest since the pandemic began. North Carolina Health Secretary Dr. Mandy Cohen says the state is beginning 2021 in its most dangerous position during the pandemic. Since March, North Carolina has reported nearly 560,000 cases and almost 7,000 deaths. For NPR News, I'm Jeff Tabiri in Raleigh, North Carolina. Crowds gathered today in Iraq, Yemen, and elsewhere to mark the one-year anniversary of the assassination of top Iranian general Qasem Soleimani. Soleimani was killed in a U.S. drone strike, as NPR's Peter Kenyon reports. The attack killed Soleimani, Iraqi militia deputy commander Abu Mahdi al-Muhandis, and several others. Thousands of mourners joined a mock funeral procession on the road to the Baghdad airport where the U.S. attack occurred a year ago. Similar large crowds were seen in Yemen, where Houthi rebels backed by Tehran have been fighting Saudi Arabia. Iran's foreign minister, Mohammad Javad Zarif, warned President Donald Trump on Twitter not to fall into what he called an Israeli trap, suggesting that Israeli agents might try to provoke a war with attacks on American forces in Iraq. As the anniversary approached, the U.S. announced a military pullback, including the withdrawal of the USS Nimitz aircraft carrier. Peter Kenyon, NPR News, Istanbul. This is NPR. Coming up next on the serious side. Good evening. A group of 11 current and incoming Republican senators today announced plans to reject electoral college results in certain states won by President-elect Joe Biden. This despite no credible evidence of widespread fraud in the election. Lawsuits claiming the election was stolen have been consistently rejected by the courts, including the U.S. Supreme Court, twice. The last stand is set for Wednesday when Congress meets to certify Mr. Biden's victory. A wild confrontation with racial overtones, to tell you about it, happened in the lobby of a Tony Hotel in Soho, Manhattan. A white woman accused of a, accusing a 14-year-old black teenager of stealing her phone. That video going viral tonight, and it turns out the boy never stole her phone. You've got to be able to meet people where they are. You can use a snappy slogan like, defund the police, but you know you've lost a big audience the minute you say it. Turning out to a deadly police shooting in Ohio, a Columbus police officer has been relieved of his duties with pay after shooting an unarmed black man. Georgia, Georgia, the whole day Just an old sweet song Keeps Georgia on my mind Georgia on my mind I said a Georgia Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show With Kathleen Williams Mrs. Vanessa Maybell Mr. Jerome Esprit the official texter of the show, Mr. Johnny D, and Mr. Elias. Now here is your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you very much, and Happy New Year. 2021 is in the house, and welcome to the first 
year's edition of the first annual, how do I say this? I was struggling on how I should say this, but welcome to the first show of 2021. Maybe I should do it that way. All right, I'm Jay Rock. It is the serious side, and here are the topics that we will be discussing today, January 3rd, 2021. One last dance for romance. That's right. It may be a new year, but the GOP is still living in the past. Senate Republicans plan to block the certification of the electoral vote next week with the blessing, you heard it, of Vice President Pence. Man, we can't get these yahoos out of office fast enough. Your thoughts, please. What better way to kick off 2021 with a brand new edition of Your Thoughts, Please, where we try to discuss as many topics as we can in one segment. And you heard my man Ray Charles. Georgia, Georgia on my mind. Next week's runoff will determine the control of the U.S. Senate and the Biden and Harris administration. Doesn't look good for Dems. We'll discuss that. All that and more with some of the very best in the business. You guys So I never, ever, ever share the stage by myself. Let me introduce you to some of the very best in the biz. First up, my big sis. You know, she hangs out with Trump people. She uh, watches CNN and she uh, watches MSNBC and even Fox News occasionally. So you don't have to. I love her to death. Happy New Year, Miss Vanessa is in the house. Good morning, Vanessa Maybelly. Good morning and Happy New Year, love. Good morning. I have literally just have not looked at any news, any anything, trying to regroup for 2021 and pray this vaccine works. That's what I've been doing. So Happy New Year, everybody. Wow, that's some good stuff there. So you ready to get back on the horse? Oh, yeah. Okay. I guess. I'll take that as a <laughs> reluctant yes. It happens to be first Sunday, yeah. so yeah, I got to get back on the horse today. I got to go to church. Yeah, I guess. We have to do it. We have to do it. All right. The man, <laughs> I guess the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Happy New Year, brother, and welcome into the show. Happy New to you as well, and uh, good morning, Nessa. Uh, good morning, Kathleen. Uh, good morning, Mariana Music. Uh, good morning, Momo B. Uh, good morning, Rich Sister. Good morning, my brother Hawk and my brother Jerome. Good morning. Wow, a lot of COVID is usual. Still, yes, still he is still considered a super spreader on the show. What's up, man? All right, he mentioned Hawk, Johnny D, in the place to be will not be with us this morning. However, he is hearing thoughts, and uh, who knows? Maybe he'll send us a text or two. Uh, and of course, Kathleen Williams is on special assignment. She joins when she can, and our colleague Jerome Spray usually has a commitment for Clear Channel Radio before he comes to our broadcast. But until then, we hold it down three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's the first. Show of 2021. We thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for being along for the ride during our time on the TJRS Radio Network. We thank you. We have a lot to get into. You can jump in the world famous chat room. You can hang out on social media sites that we monitor throughout the show, or you can just call in. Once again, that number is 347 850 We have a lot to get into, and I don't want to waste any time. So without any further ado, let's get this party started. Senator Ted Cruz is leading an effort to challenge President-elect Joe Biden's victory. 
Cruz is among 11 Republican senators who announced today they will object to the certification of the election results unless a 10-day emergency audit is completed by an electoral commission to look at election returns in disputed states. We knew that there needed to be something that was done. Earlier this week, Missouri Senator Josh Hawley said he plans to contest the outcome, too. Four of the lawmakers were just elected on the same ballot as President Trump, but they are not questioning the legitimacy of their victories. The Biden team said in a statement, this stunt won't change the fact that President-elect Biden will be sworn in on January 20th. The move is more symbolic than practical. A majority in both the House and Senate would have to vote to overturn the will of the voters. Democrats control the House. Uh, these are political arsonists at this point in time. They are undermining the integrity of our democracy. The Trump campaign has lost dozens of court challenges to the election. And the Justice Department said there is no evidence of widespread voter fraud. Late last night, a federal judge dismissed a lawsuit filed by Texas Congressman Louie Gohmert, who falsely claimed Vice President Mike Pence has the power to decide the winner of the election. Today in Georgia, Cruz did not mention his effort as he campaigned for two GOP colleagues fighting to keep their seats in runoff races on Tuesday. The forces that are seeking to tear this country down have set their targets on the state of Georgia. High-profile members of both parties are crisscrossing the state. The results will determine control of the U.S. Senate. Well, like I said, it's 2021, but the madness continues as Republicans, Senate Republicans, plan to block certification for the electoral vote to certify that, you know, Vice President Biden, or should I say President-elect Biden, will be the 46th president of the United States sworn in in just, I don't know what, 17 days. Here's the, once again, the hypocrisy of how these guys, these are people that are supposed to be smart. Lawyers, attorneys, they know what they're doing. Mr. Elias, let me start with you. The hypocrisy of this, the fact that I have never seen one man have this much control over a political party. I, I haven't. I mean, this is bonkers. These are things that you never thought. You know, when we go through the normal process of electing a president, you never heard of this stuff. You know, the, the certification of the, the, the electoral vote, that's just normal procedure. Now people are going to be on heightened alert because you have these idiots who are going to step up here and say, well, we think there was major fraud when they've been shut down in every freaking court that they've put this stuff in front of at every level. Can you explain this nonsense, Mr. Elias? It absolutely makes no sense, Jay, but on the same ticket, these same people that are opposing it, they won. But of course. Legitimate. But, but Joe Biden's what? These, these same people are going to oppose that, but no, 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 mine was good. We're just talking about the presidential. When you put it on the same ticket, so George shouldn't be legitimate either. Right? I mean, come on. This, this is just, it's dumb. It's dumb to waste the taxpayers' money and time. And, and, and that bastard Mitch McConnell won't even pass a $2,000 bill uh, to help families 
Because not why? Because he wants to add some other crap onto it. Mr. Connell, I pray to God. I pray to God that Georgia's going to do what they got to do because he needs to be stopped at all costs, man. This is just ridiculous, man. This is totally ridiculous for them to even just say that he lost. And he won, he won by landslide. Yeah, I mean, come on, really? And, and, and you know what they're doing it for because these cowards are scared to lose their seats in and, and the next election. They're scared because they figure Trump's power over, the, over the, the Republican Party is so great that these people wouldn't vote for him. Well, stand up and be a man or stand up and be a woman and, and, and put your big, big, your big girl and big boy draws on and, and fight for what the country is supposed to have. That's, this, this, is, this is just Southern inside democracy, and, we don't, and they don't even care. They don't give a damn about it. All they're going to keep doing is what they do, man. And it's just, it, I'm just so sick of it. And I'm over, I'm over them. I am. I am. I'm over them. You, you know, Vanessa, Mr. Elias talked about putting on big draws. Let me tell you something. These people know what they're doing. This is nothing but self-serving. This self-serves them because they have ambitions to be president one day. You know, Ted Cruz, you know, Texas, I'm so disappointed. You could have put that clown down forever. But what did you do? You let this guy continue to run out here. And he, all oh, the American, these people who are trying to take over our country. Somebody that was born in Canada wants to talk about President Obama and talk about all the legitimacy of this, that, and the other. He's an idiot. And, this, and he continues to get airplay. He continues to get coverage. You know, for a man to suck up, let's call it what it is, got his nose so far up Trump's ass. The fact that this guy called his daddy a murderer, said his wife looks like a damn buffarilla, for you to be kissing Donald Trump's ass, you are lower than a damn ant's ass. Because there's no damn way someone would talk about my family like that I don't give a damn if we're in the same political party. I don't give a damn if we're related. You're not going to do that, and I'm going to sit here and carry your flag. You are a disgrace. You are a spineless, backless bastard. So now, Vanessa, my question to you is this. Why is this going on? Give me your opinion or assessment as to why people who are Harvard-educated in some places, in some cases, are following this bogus nonsense from a man who don't give two dams about them. What say you? Because Trump's, Trump's legacy, no matter how bad it is, is being carried with all of these people that led fight in the chat room. Racist. And so they know that even when he's out in January, well, this is January, when he's out, they're still going to have people that's going to be following Trump. Trump's leading this party until Mitch McConnell or one of these other ones step up and say, you know what, Trump is not president anymore, and get them back in check, he's not going to have control of the Republican Party. Trump is, and Trump's not even going to be there, but Trump's going to still have control. And I think it is sad and it is pathetic. And you know what? And this is so funny to say. I dislike Ted Cruz because hate is a bad word. I dislike him so much that when 2022 comes in, I'm going to wear his butt out. 
with the Democrats to get him out of office. Because Trump talked about, and I'm saying this so calmly because I'm so Ted over Cruz. Him. Ted Cruz is not up for election in 2022. Or is it 2024? Yes, he is. 2022 or 24? Yes, he You said 2024? Ted Cruz, the U.S. senator, to run for president in 2024. That's what they're saying. He might oh, run. Oh, he's going to run for president. So okay, I was going to say, because he just won re-election not too long ago. You know yeah. he ain't going to, you know what? These black people, and I hate to say it like that, these black people are not going to let this fool run in 2024. They're just... They're, How do you know that? They're just not, the black people are not going to sit back and not go vote against him. They're not. Right, well, wait a minute. They did in Texas. I'm, I'm telling you, it was before he got in Trump's face, before he got all in Trump's Pastor, please forgive me on first Sunday. Before he started being a butt kisser with Trump, people thought he was just a normal, regular, good guy, but he's not. Who he thought that? No, 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 Vanessa, Vanessa. Vanessa, nobody thought. Matter of fact, Republicans were against him when he first. Matter of fact, I remember Lindsey Graham saying, you know, if uh, Ted Cruz fell dead on the Republican, on the on the Senate floor, nobody would even try to resuscitate him. He wasn't liked by anybody. I think he came but in with the Tea Party, if I'm not now. mistaken. But he is now. But in 20. But no, no, but in 2018, he was up for uh, re-election and, and he won. So, and this, this was after Trump was president. You're right. So, Thank so you, no, right. no, no. He's been You're kissing. Right. He's been kissing his ass for a long time. Matter of fact, I, that's how he won re-election by sniffing Trump's drawers. What now? <laughs> I just don't so, understand. I don't care. Yeah. I'm still gonna wear him out on Facebook to try to get people to vote against him. To get people to vote against him, but he got, but they are all sniffing and doing all of this stuff against their own state. They know Texas does not want him and Abbott out there doing all of this stuff, but they just go hang with that Republican Party because Trump has control, even though he's going to be out the White House. Trump is still, he got 74 million idiots to vote for him. 74 million people supported a racist bigot, hateful uh, 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 adulterer, and everything else. Y'all, okay. Let me, let me get back in control. No, I mean, you have every right to be upset because, once again, it's a situation where, you know, listen, like we always talk about, that most of the country votes Democratic anyway. So let's not be fooled by that. Republicans have been cheating for the longest, okay? That's just what they do. They gerrymander districts because that gives them the best opportunity to win. Because if they didn't do that, if they just if they just said, you know what, let's just vote, let's just keep everything the same, they won't win. They won't win an election. They won't win a state side. They won't win a statewide election. They won't win a nationwide election. So they have to cheat while they have the power to do so. That's all this is. And for those who are not paying attention to this, uh, you know, the bottom line is that they're going to find themselves in a situation where, you know, the Republicans are going to continue to do this. People talk about how America, the browning of America, it really doesn't matter if you have more Hispanics, African-Americans, Indians in the country. 
he who has the money controls the damn power. That's just the way it works. I always bring it up on the show about how look at plantations back in slavery days. All them Negroes on that on that plane, they outnumber white folks four and five folks, but they never bucked them because white folks had the power, they had the money. It ain't gonna change if even if America becomes super duper brown in five or ten years. It ain't gonna change until you get this money, get money out of power. We're going to talk about Georgia a little later on in the show, but you look at how much those senators are worth. Mitch McConnell is one of the t- richest of senators in the Senate. And lives in one of, the ca- one of the 10 counties that is the poorest. Can you believe that? Yes, I Can believe it. Because people will vote against their own interests. As long as it supports what their true beliefs are. And if you really believe that America made a mistake by voting in a black president, you know, 12 years ago or whatever the number is, then the bottom line is you will continue to vote against your own interests. Donald Trump don't give a damn about these people. And and he's told you that. He told you that by the way he's acting. I don't give a damn about you. Oh, no, no. No, no, Mr. Elliott. Hold on, hold on, brother. He didn't tell him by the way he's acting. He said it during COVID. Oh my God! Yep. I don't have to shake hands with these disgusting he people. He said he didn't want to shake their hands. That's right. Yeah. That's yep. right. Disgusting people. Now who is he talking about? Because you know damn sure <laughs> Democrats weren't there. He's yep. talking about Republicans. Yeah. And, and I these mean, idiots. And with Ted... Go ahead. And he man. talked about Ted Cruz. He talked about Ted Cruz's family, his father, his his He's wife. He's a spineless rat. He's That's what he is. He's a coward. He's a coward. He is a coward. So if you talk about my, mama, my wife, I'm going to tell you where to go and jump off. I'm going to do everything I can to hurt your, to hurt your political career. And if it, if it kills mine, I, I'm still standing up as a man. Yeah, no, a no, no. See, see, see there, there you go. See, see, that's where you messed up. That's where you messed up, Mr. Elias. Because, you know, if he could do it without killing, you know, like all these people say, you know, you, you, you listen to a lot of Republican strategists, and they talk about, Mr. Elias, how behind the scenes – Every Republican in Washington can't stand that dude. But they know that their political fortunes are tied to him. So they know that if they go out and say anything against Trump, the woman that's down in Georgia that's got her, her, her breast spray-painted with Trump 2020 on them will go and vote against them. That, that's what they know. Okay, so they don't give a damn about none of that stuff, let man. Ask you, let me ask you, Jay. Why do y'all yes. think that they're still continually, even tomorrow, trying to block electoral votes, trying to block the states that Trump won, because if Trump won those states and, and it was something done illegally, I mean, what are they saying about the senators? They're not trying to block states. You're wrong. They're not, Vanessa, they're not trying to block states that Trump won. That's the problem. They're trying to, they're trying to say states that he didn't win, it was a little... Yes, that's what it is. Oh, those states, yeah, oh, Michigan was wrong. You know, oh, you know that stuff in Georgia was no, that's no, that's not right. Even though they're they're swearing in. I guess what I'm saying. Why are they still doing it when all the courts have kicked it all out? The, I mean, the, I mean, you know why? The stupidest of Republicans catch that. But, but, but Vanessa, you know why? Because they that's want the case. lady who spray painted her boobies that says Trump 2020. That's what they want. They want to yeah, keep nobody. his. They want to keep the. Because they, they're afraid that Trump will primary them, and, and they don't want that to happen. 
because overall, we talk about 74 million people who voted for Trump, and I'll give you all that, even after his four-year track record. But we all, we know that America rejected him. They fired Donald Trump, okay? Despite all the cheating, despite all the gerrymandering, think about all the headwinds that American voters faced, and they still voted this clown out of office. So think about that for a second. However, Trump has a very high approval rating amongst Republicans. So guess what? They don't want to get primary. That's what that's all about. Because even though he may not have any real big power on the political stage as far as from a national standpoint, in these little races that that, that goes on through through these states, oh, guess what? He can roll in there with the big Trump plane and and talk all that crazy mess and have a fake uh, emblem made that looks like it's the presidential seal. This guy's an idiot. So here's my question, Mr. Elias. Do you think... You know, we were talking about this before. We said, well, maybe, you know, we want to see Trump go to jail. And I remember last week I talked about, you know, if Trump, somebody said, you know, the best way for us to get past Trump is for Trump not to wake up the next day. And, you know, we don't want to wish that on nobody. But Jerome said something I thought was interesting. He said, you don't want to make a, a martyr out of this guy. Now, you know, just depending on your definition of that. I mean, but my question to you is, wouldn't that do if they put Trump in jail? Wouldn't that be the same thing? Wouldn't this if people look at? Oh my God, they had they got to shut him up, so they're gonna throw him in jail. Don't you think that would be worse if they threw this clown in jail? Well, amongst his supporters, that you're no matter what you do to Trump, you're not gonna lose his supporters. His supporters are not never gonna go anywhere. So damn that, and I don't care what you do. So if his ass is in, if his ass broke the law. And he did what he want. Some wrong stuff. His ass needs to go to jail. Bottom line. And no matter what he said, he said he said the best. I can go out in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and wouldn't lose supporters. And he's right. He wouldn't because these these, these they are who they are. They're gonna they're gonna follow Trump to the end of time. They worship this guy. They're gonna be on his side no matter what. So bottom line, if his ass needs to go to jail, he needs to go to jail. And they gonna do nothing with the people that don't don't give a damn. They gonna they gonna applaud his efforts on going to jail. Yeah, I see your effort. You're saying it doesn't really matter, so why not, you know, why ignore the rule of law? Because it doesn't matter whether he goes to jail or not, they're still going to support him. Might as well just throw his ass in jail and, and, you know, get it over with, basically. Yeah. 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 No matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. You know, Mr. Elias, you know, we're from the 219, and uh, and in in this week's edition of Informant, it's less something that you need to know. It's part three of a five-part series featuring Gary Indiana. Let me tell you something. I'm telling everybody that's from our city, they need to listen to this, especially this version this week, because it's really going to dig deep into some of the things that's going on that happen with our city. Because sometimes we, we, we drive around Gary, Mr. Elias, and, you know, you're, 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 you're still not in Gary, but you're right there. You know, and when I come home, you know, we're, we're just shaking our heads saying, what the hell's going on? What happened? But it's deeper than what, what you think. How was it growing up and, with and, Michael Jackson? What did you say? He wasn't there. She said, how was it growing oh, up with okay. Michael Jackson? He wasn't there. But I'm, I actually say I'm buying more property than Gary. I'm looking to buy more property. I got my I got my they own house really together. really cheap right now, Lance. Yeah, that's right. I got, I got a house right next door to my mother, and I'm going to buy it coming up. So, yeah, I'm buying property. 
I own I own two houses in Gary. I'm gonna own another another one. So yeah. 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 So anyway, so in this week's edition of Performance Less Something That You Need to Know, part three of a five part series talking about one of the cities that was just uh just a, a, a crown jewel in the Midwest, but uh no more. We'll be back on the other side, you're listening to the serious side of the J Rao show. And I and my grandchildren, they had to move because they, it wasn't any jobs for them. My sons, they had to move. It wasn't any jobs. And so I think that's some of the reason. Of course, they would like to be here and to work and to just have a uh, life like we had, but they can't because of the job situation. Gary's painful past and many of its current challenges are the result of political and racial conflict. The tensions between the largely black-run Democratic city and its predominantly white-run Republican state legislature led to political pandering. Past decisions based on these political rifts represent a specter that continues to haunt the city today. Well, all of this created some bad relationship with the citizen of Gary, both white and black, and other groups. And because of that bad relationship, it continued to decrease the population and the power base in Gary. In the state of Indiana, the law says that for second-class cities, and Gary is a second-class city, that you are entitled to a three-mile buffer zone where people cannot incorporate within that three-mile uh, uh, radius around your your city. Well, they took that away from Gary and they created uh, Maryville, and uh, that was the beginning of the death of, of of Gary, because they came in with scare tactics and said Gary's going to die. They uh, created this uh, Salt Lake Mall, which became the catalyst for the development of Maryville. You know, Maryville is a great place now. I represent Maryville. It's a great place now. Uh, but we can't forget the genesis of it. Gary has been robbed of its tax base, and it's been, and that's happened through governmental action. Uh, it, it's not something that just suddenly happened. It's happened through governmental action, and it's the, it's the traditional thing that we've seen happen for quite a few years now, is that people in, in, in government and in position where they can make a decision, they've decided that they will serve the corporate interests as opposed to the people interests. That's the bottom line. Some critics suggest that key leaders in Gary at the time could have done more to establish better relationships with the Indiana state leaders and legislators. However, based on the historic, chronic, racial, and political tensions, most people and scholars believe it would have been fruitless. The isolationism Gary felt led to further economic turmoil. However, Gary's suburban peers, such as Maryville, experienced an economic boom. Gary residents were forced to shop elsewhere to meet basic household needs. But this tenuous political, economic, and racial landscape is not overshadowed by the social fabric of the city, its people. Almost 100,000 people left Gary largely because of its economic problems. That according to the 2013 census, over 78,000 people have stayed. The lives, 
experiences, and beliefs of the people who remain in Gary provide a different story of this rust-built city. I've been blessed in Gary. I've lived here and I'm like, uh, March 11, I'll be 92. And God has allowed me to drive, I'm still driving. I'm still able to come to Bible study when it's not too bad. I come to Sunday school and I'm blessed. Gary has a lot of untapped potential. Um, there are a lot of diamonds in the rough that people discount. There are uh, several entrepreneurs and you know different people in different places that are available in the city of Gary that always get overlooked because of because everybody likes to you know look in on the bad things instead of trying to find the good things that are here. Residents are committed to the city's resurrection, but they are equally vocal and honest about Gary's problems and possible solutions. The focus on economic-related trials is only part of the tale of Gary. Gary has a huge uh, image issue. Uh, everybody sees us as this crime-riddled, run-down city. Some of the stuff we can't really do a whole lot about uh, as far as run-down buildings. and get the owners to come out here and try to fix up their buildings or just take it from them and knock it down, which is kind of what's happening now. Uh, you're getting a lot of these old buildings that nobody's been in, nobody's taking care of, they're starting to knock them down a little bit. Uh, some of the things that need to happen to, again, you gotta fix it, you gotta work on your image some and get some, uh, like, some of the stores we go to <laughs> to come here, even if it's just a Walmart or, you know, a reputable uh, grocery store. Jobs, joblessness. I think that's really the biggest issue. I think that we could work more closely together to collectively assemble the resources that are needed. But a major resource that we lack in Gary is employment. Back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the caller number three four seven eight five zero one two seven two thirty eight minutes after the hour. You listen to the serious side, and uh, before we get into it, let's uh, check in with uh, our main man Steve. Good morning, Steve. Man, happy New Year, brother. What's on your mind? Happy New Year, Jay. Ladies and gentlemen, the human body produces three hundred thousand all natural harmless viruses that the body uses to remove toxins and poisons outside of the body. So what the powers that be has done is criminalized an all-natural element of the human body, creating out of 300,000 viruses the body can create all-natural and harmless and criminalize that and cause it to where you fail tests, things of that nature. You know, you're a bad person, you fail the test. And, 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 and it's unfortunate but see, the elite doctors that work for the powers that be, they know how the real human body works and they leak this information to the public from time to time about how the human body really works. And Timothy Cunningham, uh, he died three years ago. He worked for the CDC as an epidemiologist. He tried to blow the whistle on the uh, flu shots things of that nature end up end up dead they claimed he, you know he drowned he killed himself you know um who's this guy again what's his name uh his name is timothy cunningham 
three years ago. Worked okay. for the CDC as an epidemiologist. He, he died 35 years old. They try to claim that he uh, he killed himself. Now, April 5th, 2018. So, you uh, don't believe it. Gentlemen, you think, think so for them? Okay. Oh, oh no. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he tried to blow the whistle on uh, what was really going on with the flu shots. And there's celebrities have been telling you guys about the vaccines over the years, about how it caused autism in children. Uh, the celebrities have been warning you. And uh, Robert De Niro wants you to watch the vaccine documentary called Vax. Uh, he's fully promoted it. I mean, these celebrities have been warning you guys. And see, you used to be able to detox from these vaccines back in the day. With the mRNA, you cannot detox from that vaccine. And so, so let me ask you a question. So, are yeah. you going to take the vaccine? Are you are you going to take the vaccine? Uh, Jay, taking that vaccine is like somebody knocking on my door and shooting me in the head with a nine mil, mo, nine wow, millimeter geez. bullet. Okay. Yeah, it's well, that you, bad. You and Vanessa yeah. have something in common, then you guys believe the same thing. A million right, see, people we are go. going to die. Uh-huh. It's unfortunate. Well, Steve, thank you, man, as always, uh, you know, uh, for calling in. Steve has uh, been a long-time listener of the show, and the views and opinions of his are his and his alone. But, you know, Vanessa, I think Vanessa feels the same way about it as well. But you heard that music, and that music means one thing and one thing only. It's time for Your Thoughts, Please, where we try to get as many topics in in this segment. So we have a lot to get into this morning. Let me play the first topic of the day. Well, not the first topic of the day, the first topic of this segment. And, uh, you know, your thoughts, please. We can't wait to get your comments and get your thoughts, and uh, we'll kind of go from there. Appreciate you as always. Here we go. First topic of the morning. Imagine someone falsely accusing your teenage child of stealing an iPhone. That's what happened here in the lobby of the Arlo Hotel in Soho on Saturday. Are you kidding me? You feel like there's only one one iPhone made in the world? This video was taken by Grammy-winning jazz musician Keon Harold. He and his 14-year-old son Keon Jr. were guests at the hotel. He says when a hotel employee intervened, the employee asked Harold's son to show her his phone rather than asking the woman to leave him alone. No, but you're not helping. What you've been is disrespectful. The video, which has been viewed more than a million times, lasts for one minute. But Harold claims this all went on for five minutes and that the woman eventually tackled his son. He also says he later learned that her missing phone was returned to her by the driver of the Uber she'd left it in. It's just unbelievable that someone would literally have the audacity to assume and wrongfully accuse, you know, my son who's 14 years old, not ever seen and we never met this person before that he had somehow gotten access and stole her phone. Harold and his family are now represented by civil rights attorney Benjamin Crump. If the roles were reversed and Keon tackled a teenage white child over a false accusation about a cell phone, there is no question he would be arrested. And so we can't have this double standard in America. Earlier, the Arlo Hotel issued a statement saying we're deeply disheartened about the recent incident of baseless accusation, prejudice, and assault against an innocent guest. It went on to say the manager on duty promptly called the police regarding the woman's conduct and that hotel security intervened to prevent further violence. Still, more could have been done to de-escalate the dispute. So, Vanessa, I don't know if you saw the video of this, 
so this woman, you know, she 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 tackles this boy. Now there's two videos. The first video you don't see, it, but the second video, she actually tackles this young man to try to take the phone, and found out that this chick left her phone in a Uber and they brought it back to her. Once again, this is one of those situations. LWB living while black. What say you? Your thoughts, please. Vanessa. Okay. Meanwhile, let's bring in Rich Sister. Good morning, Jackie. Happy New Year. How are you? Jackie? Okay. Let me give you my thoughts on this. Oh my God, Jesus. All right, so what's your thoughts on uh, that story? I can't help it because you didn't read it. I'm sorry. Uh, can you hear me now? Oh, my God. What is going on? Hey, Happy New Year to all you guys. Yes, we can hear you now, too. So, Vanessa, okay. do you want to comment on the story? First of all, I want to say I sent you a message. I can't help it because you didn't read it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, so, sorry about that. All right. So, well, well, Jackie, why don't you? Well, I just got it. Yeah, <laughs> it just came through. All right. So, I would put her in jail okay. as soon as they find her, because they're not going to find her, but as soon as they find her, they need to put her in jail. And it was wrong of the hotel, if y'all saw the video, why that lady was tackling that child, because she thinks she's the only one that owns a damn iPhone, which is insane. Well, you, you uh, know, but see, Vanessa, it, it kind of goes back. in trouble, too, though, Jay. They let it happen. Exactly. right there. But but that's my thing, Vanessa. You're absolutely right. It's like they're going to assume he's going to ask the guy, hey, let him see your phone. What the hell are you talking about? First of all, you're not the law. I don't have to let you see nothing. See nothing. Jackie, and, and this is the type of stuff that we deal with. <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. You see your phone. You kiss my wig, don't shine. I'm not letting you see nothing. I don't have to show that lady. You know, yeah, exactly. God, at the very least, Miss Karen should be under the jail. And, and trust me, tackling my son. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how that guy did. You, you know, you may, with, yeah, uh, it would have been on the popping. I was. Wow. Well. You, you may be lucky. You ain't six feet under tackling my son. Yeah, I, I don't know how. I don't know how that happened. I, I mean, how are you going to tackle somebody's son? He, and he, you know, I, I guess he did the right thing, but. but yeah, but it kind of goes back to what we all talked about. I remember when that situation happened with the beer, the beer gate, and folks were saying, "Well, you know, all the guy had to do was 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 show him the 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 bill that he lived there, and, and you know, and and de-escalate the situation." But at some point in time, you get tired of saying, "Look, I got to turn the other cheek." Damn it, this phone is mine. You have no jurisdiction to come take it. You have no jurisdiction to tell me to show it to you. I don't have to show you nothing. Or in, since I'm, you know, I speak half German, Scheiser. You can figure out what Scheiser means if I said, I ain't got to show you Scheiser. And the bottom line is, is that it was ridiculous. But once again, LWB, living while black, someone, a white person accuses a black person of something, and they automatically, think about Central Park, 
A black man is out here threatening me. He's out here watching birds. They always take the white folks' word over the black person's word. It's ridiculous, and it doesn't make any damn sense. I'm so I'm so done with these Karens and Kansas unreal. Yeah, yeah, me. All of them. All right. Former President Barack Obama is cautioning progressives about the phrase defund the police, calling it polarizing and ineffective. In an interview with Snapchat, the former president says there's power in the word choice. You've got to be able to meet people where they are. You can use a snappy slogan like defund the police, but you know you've lost a big audience the minute you say it. If you instead say, let's reform the police department so that everybody's being treated fairly, suddenly a whole bunch of folks who might not otherwise listen to you are listening to you. Now, progressives like Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib are hitting back. And Cori Bush, who just won her seat in Missouri, running on this platform, tweeted in part, With all due respect, Mr. President, it's not a slogan. It is a mandate for keeping our people alive. There's a little trouble brewing between you talk about what's happening with the GOP, with them, you know, some of the, the Republican uh, senators saying, hey, don't do this to democracy as far as this vote on Tuesday. You start to see a little bit of stuff go down on the Democratic side, too. A lot of progressives are saying some things about President Barack Obama that uh, they're not too flattering. Matter of fact, let me read an excerpt from uh, an article that I found uh, in The Progressive. It's by a young man by the name of... Uh, He's a uh, he's from Milwaukee. His name is Malik Pitchford. He's a journalist and a student at DePaul University study, studying political science. And this is what he said. He says, Barack Obama has spent the past several weeks, uh, months, promoting his political memoir, A Promised Land. But the former president's messaging is out of touch, tone deaf, and indicative of his uh, personal and class interests. He says, I am black. I'm 20 years old. I wasn't able to vote in either of Obama's presidential elections, but I can see his appeal today. In his television, radio, and online appearances, uh, Obama exudes presidential charm while pushing narratives of respectability. This is unlike the ideals of hope and change and progress that he ran on in 2008. But let's not forget how President Obama chastised former NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick for the pain he caused others in taking a knee during the national anthem. And more recently, the NBA rejoiced when Obama urged the Milwaukee Bucks to call off their strike protesting the Jacob Blake shooting. So, you know, once again, here's an example, Vanessa, of you're starting to get some young folks within the Democratic Party. They're starting to raise up a little bit. What say you? Your thoughts, please. Absolutely are. They they are. And I fight with them all the time uh, on Facebook. Yes, I did. And some of them, I didn't, I didn't get them so bad last until they ran the Instagram. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think it's fine that they're standing up. I just, I just don't want them to stand up and think that they have to follow Republicans. Because what they don't understand is, y'all, is that Republicans ditch out the money and then the Democrats and Bobby called me this the Democrats get in office and have to raise taxes to get back the money that all the Republicans can dish out. And most of the money that the Republicans have dished out is money that's for them. It's not they just give up the scrap. And then the young black people think that they're so all of that. And I just don't get that. Stop trying to see if the Republicans are dishing out this and this Honey, you getting a thousand dollars? They getting twenty million each. What are y'all talking about? 
so I want them to stand up, but I want them to stand up for the Democratic Party, not stand up for the Republican Party who's actually dogging them out and they don't even see it. They're getting on my nerve with that. Hmm. Yeah, well, I'm talking about Herbert Stelius's voice. He's, I think he's back. Stelius, man, your thoughts, please. Um, well, you know, something I gotta agree, man. You know, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. Gotta agree with what? The progressives, man. We, I mean, dude, we, we, oh, really? we counter, we, 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 white folks, we stay because we might piss people off. Do, do the Republicans like what they say? No, they stay on point. They say what they want to say, and they keep it moving. We gotta watch what we say. We gotta cast down the trees, Mister. Don't do that to me, sir. Come on, man. Stand up. Stand up and, and, and keep it moving, man. I don't. I don't get so, how we. we so you agree? So wait a minute. Let me ask you before I lose my train of thought. So you agree? So you, you're thinking that the progressives coming after President Obama—that's the right thing to do? Hey, they should tell him. Look, we gotta say what we gotta say. You gotta. You, you can't watch what you say all the time. Defund the police. What's wrong with that? You're giving too much money to the police. So, so what? You you, you piss a couple people off. So what? So you think that you think the Republicans? Well, some people say that's the reason why they lost seats in the Senate. I mean, in the uh, House because of that. You don't believe that? Well, if they if they lost seats in the House, they were gonna lose them anyway because of, of defunding the police. Really? They're going to lose them anyway. Come on, man. They ain't talking about defunding no police. Well, come on. These, these people are racist, and they're going to keep on being racist. Well, but there are people out there, but Mr. Elias, there are folks out there who have said that that was one of the reasons when they do, you know, they do the after actions, and okay. they do the obituary, or the mm-hmm. new, what do they call it after the AAR, the after action yeah. review, or the autopsy, that's the word I'm looking for, of what happened. They said that was one of the main reasons why uh, they lost mm-hmm. some seats, because and, folks are talking about and, defunding and, and, the police, but you don't believe that. No, nope, mm-mm, nope. nope. Okay. I, it means it means it means an informed vote. I'm gonna be like, what are they talking about defunding the police? Oh, taking money and putting it elsewhere and helping other people. I'm down with that. They're not talking really? about taking the money out of from the police. They're talking, wait, they're talking about wait, wait, what they're talking I got something about to say. doing. Wait. What, let me finish first, Vanessa. What they're talking about okay. doing is taking the money and putting it elsewhere to help other and help people. Come on, be, be an informed vote. Well, we all know that, but. We know that, but come on, you, you, you're talking to the That's simpletons out there. They, yeah, but yeah, exactly. But we know that. But it kind of goes back to what we talked about in the first segment. They're playing to these dummies that's within the within the party. So, so but you say the fund. Oh my God, they're gonna take away cop cars. Come on, you know what they're doing. So they know what they're doing. That didn't yeah. bother you, but me saying defund the police bothers you. Something is wrong. Something is definitely wrong. Come on. Go ahead for this one. I'm just, you know what? I, 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 there are things that Obama did and said that I did not like. And when I was on the show and I said it, y'all chewed me a new butt. But I will say, and I'm going to hold to it, using the word defunding is not good. If they want to say reallocate, then yes. And some of the money should be reallocated in the states where they got big, big amounts of money coming into their budget, maybe to help a few schools. But I don't even care about that. I am mainly concerned that they should defund, I mean, they should reallocate some of that money to have some mental case workers or whatever go out in the field 
when you got somebody that's ratting and raving and instead of the police shooting them, they know how to talk them down. That's how so many, when I was a little girl, my next door neighbor's brother got killed because his meditation wasn't right, he was ratting and raving, and they chased him so much that he died. Think about the other people that's out there that were taught in war that was in the street or something. They ran trying to help him and they shot him in the street. That was about 10 years ago. I mean, think about the other cases where if a mental health person had been there, then that person wouldn't have gotten killed. So I think that that's more for our people than it is for anybody else, Lynn. I think that that money going towards a social worker being on the scene is going to help black people more than it's going to help anybody. Because white people don't get on the sofa and talk out their problems or send their children. Black people want to say ain't nothing wrong with them, and they don't take their ass to no damn counselor and lay on the sofa when they should. So, 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 so what you're saying, if they said... If they said reallocate the money, it would be better. But you don't think the Republican Party would come back and say, no, nope, we don't reallocate no money because if we reallocate no money, this, 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 this. You know what? I, don't, I can't, I can't care about want. what the Republicans want. Let's we can't fight every battle with the Republicans. We have got that's to what choose them. That's who you fight against. we have got to our words. So that thing Why? we fund, I don't care if they say reallocate because reallocate is a much better word then defunding. <laughs> it's the same word, you know. It's okay. the same word. It's not defunding to just take it. It's okay. Just take it. Re- okay. Allocate okay. Re- okay. Re- it. Re- to put it in another category. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Right, oh, wow. Right, I didn't know Jerome was in the house. Jerome, go ahead, miss. I know I heard another voice. What's going on, man? Yeah, I've been here. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, your thoughts, please. Yeah, you know, um, he, he was wrong. You know, Obama's wrong for saying what he's saying. I think they're not listening, right? So that whole thing about it's the squad and they are progressive, people aren't listening. He doesn't even know why he won. And this is getting really sad on, on our wow. side. Like, black people, when we get in power, we like to convert to being white folks, right? And now you want to keep status quo because you had power. The trick is that the reason you got power because change needs to happen. Change still needs to well. happen. So since change needs to happen, he's saying, no, no, if we go back to when I was in office, when you were in office, it was bad. Colin Kaepernick was kneeling for a reason, right? And you can't, if you can't see that now that you're out of office, hell, there ain't no hope for you. So Ooh. nobody is, it's dumb for us to debate words with Republicans. Right? Defunding means defunding. They defunded schools. So what? White folks have a tendency of redefining our words. So if you keep changing your words, they'll keep redefining it. Like, it doesn't make any sense in a natural world that kneeling has anything to do with the military. Never did. But that marketing plan had worked really well. So now people really think that Kaepernick was doing something against the police and I mean against the military right they had started rallying around it the NFL and NBA or NFL still banned him then a couple years later they changed their tune and they're like oh we're gonna write Black Lives Matter on the field or or on the basketball court or whatever we cannot keep Mm. chasing words there's something fundamentally wrong and it has to do 
with our humanity. And Obama is wrong, and he needs to go sit down for this. Because he not, he's not the leader of black people. We need to understand that and understand the roles of each other. I have much respect for him. But, but his role is not to lead black people at all. It's zero. So don't no. teach your kid to grow up to be Obama. That's crazy. Minorities are voting at a high enough rate to overtake white folks. 
Exactly, and, and that's what we talked about earlier. We, we talked about the fact that you know they have to gerrymander to win, and you know this country usually votes more Democratic, but because they got money and power, they try to change the rules because they can't win on merit. They have to change the rules, slant it towards themselves so they can win. All right, we got to go. We didn't get all the topics in. We tried our best, folks. Uh, we're going to step out, take a break. Uh, it's the serious side. Happy New Year to you and yours. Hope you guys are enjoying. Hope you guys have a safe New Year. And uh, we'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. It's the serious side on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Happy New Year, everyone. I hope everybody had a Happy New safe to you too. New Year. Yes. Excuse me. No, I said Happy New Year to you as well. Oh, thank you. You're so kind sometimes. Well, great news. GMC pricing is extended one more day, so it ends tomorrow. There's one more day to save thousands of dollars on 20 and 21 trucks. By the way, Jay, I had a dream about you last night. Oh, boy. Can't wait to hear this. <laughs> I had a dream you came to see me for a new pickup, and you were nervous. Oh, that was a nightmare. Thought, you know, that hey. ain't happening. I'm sorry. Go, yes. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> you thought because of COVID, maybe your credit score was not up to par. But I was like, no worries, my friend. I have you. We have a special finance team available for you and everyone else. So you can come see me, Nolita, the Car Connect. Bayway Chevrolet, 5719 Broadway, Parallel, Texas. Or you can hit me up on Facebook or Instagram, Nolita the Car Connect. All right, so check her out. Uh, that night, it was a nightmare because I'm damn sure I ain't buying no truck. But, hey, listen, you can go buy a truck if you want one. <laughs> go check her out. Go hit her up. Give them the information one more time where they can get in contact with you, sweetie. <laughs> Nolita, that's N as in Nancy, O-L-I-T-A, The Car Connect, on Facebook and Instagram. All right. Well, I will see you next week. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for being you, and uh, we'll talk later. Hopefully not. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Listening to the TJRS Radio Network.
Today announced plans to reject electoral college results in certain states won by President-elect Joe Biden. This despite no credible evidence of widespread fraud in the election. Lawsuits claiming the election was stolen have been consistently rejected by the courts, including the U.S. Supreme Court, twice. The last stand is set for Wednesday when Congress meets to certify Mr. Biden's victory. A wild confrontation with racial overtones to tell you about happened in the lobby of a Tony Hotel in Soho, Manhattan. A white woman accused of a, accusing a 14-year-old black teenager of stealing her phone. That video going viral tonight, and it turns out the boy never stole her phone. You've got to be able to meet people where they are. You can use a snappy slogan like defund the police, but you know you've lost a big audience the minute you say it. Turning out to a deadly police shooting in Ohio, a Columbus police officer has been relieved of his duties with pay after shooting an unarmed black man. Welcome back to the 
again, 347-850-1272. You just tuning in. Those are the topics that you missed, except for that last one. We didn't get to it that last segment. But uh, it is the serious side. Happy New Year to you and yours. Welcome to 2021. And let's say good morning to our peeps like we always do. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? Good morning. Happy New Year. Thank you. Smart Smart in the World, Mr. Jerome is breezing the house as well. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning. Oh, by and the, the man way, um, the first hand. Yes. next time I go to Houston, I want to, I want the car connect. I'm going to see what, about getting myself a truck. Just want to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, go clear. Yeah, 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 buy a truck. That's what he want to do. Want to do what? Yeah, yeah, what? Well. <laughs> <laughs> you know he wants to get the car connect. Hey, well, hey, wait a minute. I ain't say I didn't. Hey, I didn't say I didn't want to see her too. I said I want a truck. Now she comes with the truck. That ain't my business. Ain't that like that? <laughs> All right, there it is. Check her out. She'll definitely hook you up with a deal. All right, and the man, the smartest man in the world, and that's the smartest man. And uh, the man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Um, well, good morning, sir. And how are you? Good morning to Vanessa. Uh, Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Rich Sisters. Good morning, Momo B. Good morning, Mariana Music. And good morning, Hawk. And good morning, my brother Jerome. Look, I I, I never hear you rejected before. So stop. Don't start now. Don't start now with feet nine. There you go. So stop it. Okay. And Mariana Music, that song is called Soul Clapping. It's by United Soul. Information. Can we say hello to the people in the chat room, sir, if you don't mind? Uh, Rich Sisters in there, Covina Man's in there. Covina, what's going on? Got a lot of people mm-hmm. listening, wishing this Happy New Year. The pastors in the house, Mariana Music, is amongst those who are following the show. Uh, the Family Man, I, you know, we usually don't do nicknames, brother, so I, I like your comments, but uh, give me your name and I'll read your comments through a chatterbox. Brian Keith, see. Uh, C- Salik, am I saying that right? All right, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Patricia, a lot of people in. Hey, Beth from Canada's check back in. Hey, Beth, what's going on? Neighbors up to the north and a lot of people. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. We appreciate you, as always. Appreciate you. Once again, the number three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. And uh, let's get into the third and final topic of the morning, shall we? And I don't have it in the board. <laughs> Damn. All right. <laughs> I'm like, where is it at? <laughs> All right. Let's do a little fun talking until I get it in. <laughs> what the hell was that? Jesus Christ. All right. Um, this is what you call... And this is what you call tap dancing until I get, until I get it into the queue. Wow. Okay. Hey, look. I'm not perfect, right? Say what? It's not loaded. It's not loaded. I can't read comments, Vanessa. That's not a part of this part of the show. Just give me a second. I'll get it in here. All right. Meanwhile, uh, back at the past. Anybody ask you know, Vanessa, go somewhere and sit down. <laughs> take your time, go to sleep. Leave me alone. Let me take this opportunity. This is the perfect opportunity. Let me take this opportunity to say thank you. <laughs> Let me say thank you to everybody that tuned in to our New Year's Eve show. It was fun as always. I want to thank Momo B for coming in the house. I want to thank 
Uh, Miss Terry hadn't heard from her in a long time. Ernest is in the house. We had a great time. Hollywood, everybody came. So if you guys hung out with us on New Year's Eve, we had our party. It was fun. It was festive. It was COVID-free. And we're so glad that you guys came and hung out with us. It was a fun time, Miss Terry. I had a great, 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 great time. And we love you being there, too, Miss Jackie. Yeah. I did so. Jackie was there too. That's why I did. Did I say her name? I'm sorry. Yeah, Jackie was there no, running her mouth trying to talk about somebody. She was there. Let's see what's up to Jackie. Brought back Jackie, to Jackie, Jackie, Jackie. All right, so that gave me enough time. So now it's time for our third topic. <laughs> Georgia. Georgia. The whole day Just an old sweet song Keeps Georgia on my mind Georgia on my mind I said a Georgia Georgia is on my mind. Hey, we're two days away, folks, from one of the most important Senate elections that have happened in a long, long time. Matter of fact, I can say probably in my lifetime. The control of the Senate for the uh, Biden-Harris administration is at stake. Uh, Mitch McConnell or the Grim Reaper, I mean, all these things are at stake. It's happening on Tuesday. There are early polls saying that the Democrats are winning, both the Reverend and Ocelot, if that's his, what's his name, Ocelot, whatever his name is, those two guys are winning. The polls are saying that they are up. Jerome, let me ask you, brother, do you think that the Democrats can pull this off and win both of these seats? <laughs> I don't even know how to answer oh, this. Laughing. No, I'm, oh, I'm laughing because um, just wow. how you set it up, uh, of course, of oh, course okay. they can win. I think that it's uh, – um, it's one of those things that Democrats are. Democrats can't run from from behind, and they can't run ahead. They don't know how to. They don't know how to handle being in front of anything. So, yeah, they can win. They just have to just hang in there and just keep pushing it out. You know, it's not. But, wait, what, but, we, but, but what are you saying when you say that? I mean, I'm confused. You're saying that they don't know how to. What do you mean by that, man? In, in this case, in the Georgia race. Well, what do you mean by again, that? you can't. You would think bringing somebody like President Obama would help that Georgia race. It won't, right? Democrats had to well, figure out. Like, say it again. No, he's not there. I mean, he just did a robocall, but I, he's, he's not I, on the ground. I'm just saying that's all he need to do. What I'm saying to you no, is no. that Democrats don't know how to run from ahead, which means that if they think they're winning, they keep thinking, "Oh, let's just bring in Hillary. Let's bring like they'll bring in everybody and their mama." And they need to figure out that they're talking about. Georgia and black people in particular and instead of trying to figure out how to get more turnout I think they registered something like um, I think they got something like 40,000 people who didn't even vote in the regular election to vote this time and that is black and Latino folks like how is that possible you have a whole new crew of people who didn't vote in November voting now that is an amazing job for turnout and instead of listening to the people who are actually getting this stuff on the ground, national Democrats and pundits on TV keep telling you what they think you should do to win this race. And Georgia is about to – they're about to do something 
um, just unprecedented that people can't see coming. And I think that that is that is key to them winning is for them to keep pushing on the ground opposed to um, trying to impress people on television because those, those fools don't know. So I think that I think they're I think they're going to win, and I think everybody's going to be shocked. And I think the people who are not going to be shocked is people like um, Keisha Lance Bottoms and, and Stacey Abrams. I don't think they're going to be shocked, but I think everybody else will be because their um, their expectations are very different. It's just like, you know, again, Obama saying stuff like you can't say defunding the police. They need to they need to reform all of those police departments, and that's the only way you're going to get black people out is to tell them that you're going to do something that has not been done before. It's not working. So I think those guys have a better idea on the ground what's going on, and I feel like um, if they can continue to do that without people sabotaging it, then they're going to be okay. I can tell you from experience, I've had races that, you know, going into the last stretch of the uh, of the run, that you can have, you know, seven days out. The only thing you can really do seven days out is lose voters. And you cannot, you got to be careful about turning them off. And this is this is the key time, um, like about four days out, to make sure that you're not losing the people. You don't care about people who, who are on the fence or who didn't vote for you. Your job is to get people out to vote. You cannot piss those folks off. Interesting. Um, you know, uh, yeah, so I think... Uh Harris is there today, and I think uh, Biden's going to show up again. I, I think tomorrow. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, President Obama did uh, did a, uh, a, a virtual event, and Michelle Obama is actually she yeah, went to the robo cause. Yeah. Uh, so, so Vanessa, what do you think? You think that um, you know, usually in runoff elections, especially at the Senate level, I mean, well, they're, they're only at the Senate level, I, I should say, from a from a national standpoint. Um, you know, the bottom line is is that. Uh, Republicans usually do well in these things, but the numbers are saying that both candidates, Democratic candidates, have leads. Now, one has a bigger lead than the other one. The Reverend is leading more than than uh, the other guy. But at the end of the day, those polls are starting to tighten a little bit, but they still have a lead. What do you think is going to happen on Tuesday? Well, the other guy and his wife came down with COVID over the weekend, so uh, and I, I feel sorry for them with that. But they can't get out and do their last-minute um, election bids and pleas because they're quarantined. They're sick. Um, and they also have spent three times more than the Democrats have spent on TV commercials, like two or $300 million uh, in advertising and such in Georgia because they are so afraid of what Stacey Abrams them have done. And nobody would be shocked if Georgia pulled it off. Um, I, I mean, I just don't think anybody would be shocked because Georgia had record turnout for the rec- for the regular um, election. I said at the beginning, and I will say it again, I think one of them is going to win and one of them is going to lose, and it's going to come down to Kamala Harris, Susan Harris, um, making the breaking vote or whatever. I don't think both. Uh, no, it's win, not. But you know what? Huh? No, it's not, Vanessa. No, it's not. If one of them wins and one of them loses, uh, Senator McConnell re- retains. The, the, you know, yeah, he's still in charge. Okay, well that's even worse than what I was saying. So what I'm saying is, yeah. I don't think 
that both will win. I said it then, I said now, it could be, could be wrong. It would be a blessing if we got both of them to win. But I just don't see it. I just don't see it. But they are saying that uh, they have a really good turnout uh, with the voters on the Democratic side. And I think that when Trump went down there and told them people, don't vote like an idiot on the Republican side, I think some of those people are going to actually stay in the House because they're going to listen to Trump. They listen to everything else. I think they're actually going to stay in the House. So I don't know. I think they're not going to, but Trump has really helped uh, the Democrats in Georgia by saying, stay in the House, don't go vote. It's fraud, it's fake. And so the white people they've been interviewing that I've been seeing are saying, why should I go vote if it's fake? If it's a fraudulent uh, election, why should I get out and go vote? That's what I'm hearing the white people Republicans say. So, well, you know, she I brings up a good point. It's a beautiful segue because I was going to ask you basically the same question, Ms. Delias. Do you think Donald Trump is an asset or a liability heading into Tuesday's elections? Well, like Vanessa said, it depends. For the Republicans. Yeah. I think if he comes out and says the election is fake, it's a fake election, why should you vote? He already, what do you mean iffy? He's thing. already said that. What do you mean iffy? He well, he's already said that. Well, I'm just saying, you know, if he comes back uh-huh. out and says that, then, you know, that's what's going to happen. That's one of the he said it this morning. He's going to do. Well, then, then yeah, I think that the, his people are, the, are going to say, uh, I'm not voting in this election. Please. Donald Trump was right. It's a fake election. Why should I vote? My vote don't even count. So I, I, I hope that, I hope he keeps saying that. I, I, I you know I, I never said nothing like, but I love what he's saying right now. You know the bottom line is I think that with Stacey Abrams and and like his, uh, and her crew and Keisha Lance Bottoms there, I think he got a damn good shot. I do, I do, because they're pushing people to get out and vote. See, people are missing the fact that the uh, Asians and the uh, Indians are there too, and they're voting in large numbers too. So. I just, I pray, I pray when both teams, if we do, then, you know, we just got to get Joe Manchin and the rest of them, them idiots on our side to pass some legislation to help people out. Well, you, you know, we talked about how the Republicans have been cheating forever. You know, in, in the Georgia, yeah. Jerome, help me with this. The Georgia runoff system is an example of that. They put that in place to really keep black candidates down. That's what that's all about. I mean, yeah. look, you got to look at what's going on, folks. It's happening right before your face. I mean, come on. That's what yeah. this is all about. I mean, you know, so, so when we talk about how they have politically, from a political standpoint, they have taken all their powers and changed things where you have to come out like dumb. I mean, you really have to come out. Because you have to have so many people that's going to come out that's going to overturn or supersede any BS that they put in place. Right. It's just the way it is. You yeah. know? Yep. And their whole their whole system is based around that. So whether it's the Senate or Congress or whatever, that's how that state chooses to run their elections. The, the elections are state-run, so they have um, a reason or – their reason is to keep black people out of um, out of power. Apparently, um, to have the runoff it was meant to it was meant to do that, and it's doing what it's planned on doing. Unless you have um, serious fluxes um, uh, in voter turnout, which nobody ever expects. Because remember, right. you know our our attitude in this country is, you know, people don't come out to vote. 
They'll never come out to vote. And we go, we beat that drum to death, right? Which makes people not want to come out and vote. And who does that benefit? The right. minority party, which is the Republicans. It usually benefits them. So now that exactly. they are showing their butts, it's motivating people to come out and vote, which now they have no defense over. So they have to say now that people are cheating. So, you know, we can't do anything about that. And they're going to be sore losers. It is kind of like looking at the, you know, Civil War all, all over again. You know, when the Confederacy lost, people went underground and started, you know, waving their Confederate flags in their basements. And they're going to go back to doing that again. So just let them. Yeah. So, you know, Mr. Elias, yes, Vanessa, go ahead. What'd you say? In Houston. Did you see mm-hmm. the history being made here in Texas where Fort Dean had the first black, not minority, because they should have been defended, first black police chief in 150 years? Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Wow. In Fort Dean, the police chief is the first black in 150 years. And the person that swore him in was the first Asian judge. In Fort Bend to swear him in, hallelujah. Can you believe mm, that? All right, here it is. But, yeah, but see, but yeah, yeah I can, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why, because we say this all the time. And, and, and Mr. Elliott, this kind of falls in line with the cheating argument. You know, President, how do you win every major city in Texas and still lose the state? I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> you have Dallas, Houston, the fourth largest city in the nation, San Antonio, Austin. I mean, come on. And you still lose. Okay, well, Let's be honest well, wrap about your it. Mind around this. Wrap your mind around this. California can engulf uh, South Dakota and North Dakota, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and wrap it around three or four times, right? But yet and still, they got the same amount of senators and congressmen in the same state. Why is South Dakota and North Dakota different? Dakota, just put the Dakota. Well, Call it what it is. Give them one chance and one copy. Yeah, I, just, just call it what it yeah, is. Yeah, well, I mean, okay, I still think they need to have representation. I mean, that's just the way it is. Now, you can argue for D.C., you can argue for Puerto Rico and places like that. But yeah. at the end of the day, you, they just cheat. And, and that's the only way they can win. They continue to cheat. They got more uh, 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 Supreme Court justices on the court because they, what they do, they cheated. That's what they do. Right. That's the only way they can to win, folks. We, we need to be able to correct that. We need to be able to correct that still, right? So when Biden gets there, he needs to add two more seats onto the Supreme Court. Forget that fairness and saying, oh, they cheated, so let's move on from here. You need to correct when people cheat. When they redistrict, they what happened is that they missed a deadline. I don't know if you guys know, but they missed a deadline for the census. Um, there's a deadline. Yep. Yep. give um, yep. Trump that information. He moved it up so that he can have them draw congressional lines based upon population according to the census. They missed the deadline, which means whatever decision he makes after that deadline, Biden will be able to amend it. So, you know, they but they, they you know, was putting the, the fixes on, on, on that. On that. The they fix- ruled against him on that. No, I know. They ruled against him on the fact that he wanted to um, he wanted to subtract anybody that was considered illegal off the census. And the census is supposed to be a true count of how many people are in this country. So how do you do that? So he, 
Trump ordered that the census um, subtract the illegal, like they had to still count them, but they need to subtract them for the official amount that they were going to use for um, counting congressional districts. And they got ruled against that. You cannot separate that. It's either they're in the country or they're not in the country. You have to count how many judge, people are in each state. So he the was ruled against. Asked them, how long would it take them to go back and do an accurate count? And the census people told them, we don't know because it's almost like starting over. They would literally so, have to start over. People move. People move and get displaced for all sorts of reasons. So you would have to almost start over. But the census, it's necessary and it's um, it's um, written in stone like that they have to have it every 10 years. It's just kind of, it's it's like knowing that the, um, the inauguration is going to happen regardless because the ball started rolling after they certified. So these are just, um, these are just, um, just for, formal things that they have to do, but it's already been certified, so the courts can't do anything. You can't change something after it's been certified. So his election has been certified, and they just have a date that they have to change power. All this other stuff is just a procedure or procedural stuff. Exactly. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Last few minutes before we get in the chatterbox. Um, so you know, once again, so I don't think people don't realize the impact of. What's going on here? And I think what Democrats are trying to do, they're trying to find... Here's the thing I never understood about Democrats. The Republicans can say something, and it will stick. Defund the police. That's stuck with a lot of people, right? But, you know, like, for example, the Democrats say, well, defund the military. You know, that's, they're trying to defund the military. I don't know if that's, you know, you know when, when Trump tried to veto the bill... You know, the reason why he vetoed the one bill, because, you know, it had a provision in there to change the names of Confederate generals who military posts are named after. And so now they're trying to sit here and put the feet, the fact that they're, that Americans are not getting that 600, I mean, that $2,000 because of Mitch McConnell. I don't think it's going to work. I really don't, because, listen, if, if, if freaking uh, Lindsey Graham won, Based on the fact that I mean he just lied. I mean, it, you the clips were as recent as a year and a half ago, and they still kept this guy in power. I I hope that I'm wrong, but to I me, I just I, I hope I'm wrong. I, I, I am. I'm not going to lie to you. But are, I just think people are suffering what? right now is the reason why. When people are suffering right now, they remember that they were suffering then. Not like this. Not like this. Mr. Not this Mr. Elias, come on, man. What are you there talking are more about? Unemployed now than they were then. There are more people unemployed actually, now. Actually, actually, you ever. don't. I don't what? Actually, you don't. What? I don't. No, what? actually, no, no. There were more people unemployed then. The numbers are fluctuating, but no, that's that's not true. What what I'm saying to you is. Is that people were hurting then? Now you have more COVID deaths. I'll give you that. But I just don't. Here's the thing I will say that that maybe is 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 the is the, the silver lining here. The fact that this happened so soon. The fact that they went from six hundred dollars 
And now all of a sudden Trump comes in and says, I want to do $2,000, which, by the way, he wasn't paying attention to none of that stuff. The reason he's doing this, folks, is because he wants y'all to kiss his ass. So when he tries to run in 2024, y'all can say, see, President Trump got us these $2,000 when his own White House is negotiating with the Senate and the House. So at the end of the day, he's trying to once again have this emperor thing going to him where he's fed the peasants. And so y'all need to reward him by giving him the throne. Don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe. But at the end of the day, it still goes back to the fact that, for me, I think the only way it will work is the fact that it just happened recently, I think, right? So maybe that's maybe that's what you're saying, Mr. Elias. Maybe you're saying the fact that it just happened, that Americans, they, they just got $600 in their account when they could have got $2,000. But do you... I, do you think people are paying attention enough to to put the to, to lie yes. the blame at the feet of Mitch McConnell? Yes, yes. If they if, if they really, keep pushing that, Jerome, you agree with that? I say it again. Do I agree with what? What part? Do you agree with Mr. Elias saying that? Do you think people, voters, will lie at the feet of Mitch McConnell the fact that they didn't get that extra? Extra uh, seventeen hundred bucks. I mean, I'm sorry, thirteen, fourteen hundred bucks. Oh, I think yeah, the they Georgia didn't get people, that. Bill. I think the Georgia you think people. So? Will you, win you, you think more that's going to resonate with those voters? Yes, I think that he is going to lose. That wow. there's a couple of things happening. That that money is showing them something in Georgia. Plus, Trump is telling people not to vote. Plus, they're getting an extraordinary amount of voters out who never voted in in um, in November who are voting now. It is about to converge all in one spot, and it's going to converge in Georgia. So, Mr. Elias, he's saying that he's saying the perfect storm is happening right now for this to work. Is that what I'm hearing? I, I believe so. I believe so. Yes. I believe so, man. Mitch McConnell, at that that one, his his obstructionist ass, I'm telling you, is going to hurt him in the end. I, I yeah, I believe it. I believe in my heart of hearts, it's going to hurt him in the end. He's, all he does is obstruct. So I believe they're gonna they're gonna get his ass. I'll you know I pray they do. Put it like that. But I think well, it's Vanessa, gonna get him you in agree? the end. You, know, you agree, Vanessa? I, you I, think I the fact that? Do you agree with the fact I, that I, this six hundred to six this six hundred to two thousand dollar difference is gonna make the difference uh, in that vote on Tuesday? You know, I didn't at first until I just listened to everybody with their opinions. And I do believe the $600 might make a big difference because their people really are hungry and struggling and they don't have no money and they got no job. And that $600 per person does make a difference in your household when you got five people in your house. So I guess it does. I guess it is going to make some kind of effect now now that I think about it. Yeah. I think it is. I think it is, yeah. Well, if that's the case, then maybe... In Atlanta. Huh? I just asked my family in Atlanta, and I asked them. Uh uh, She retired from the military for 30 years, and um, she said that the momentum there is that they're just sick of it, and that in their lifetime, they want to see how it is for the Dems to run everything. Now, that's what I'm getting from relatives, and my next door neighbor's daughter is there, and so I'm just, I just messaged all of them and asked them, you know, what they thought about it, and they said that they, yeah. they think that they're going to win it. Yeah, they we we, we have a couple of people. 
time they want to see the Democrats run everything. Yeah, we have a couple so people that's checking in. Uh, that's going to check in during chatterbox, saying that saying basically the same thing you're saying. So, so, may, so maybe, 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 uh, maybe I'm misreading this. That I, I don't know. I, I hope so, but I just think that because of the fact that you know what they're doing and how everything is going down, I, I just you know I just I I don't know. I don't know. All right, let me take it around here real quick. Give me your final thought on this uh, particular topic, Jerome. George, on your mind. Well. I don't have anything on my mind. I'm good. All right. There you go. What about you, Vanessa? Last call on this one. What do you think? Um, I would like to see it in my lifetime where the Dems run everything in my lifetime. So I really didn't think well, that they did would win it until President I Obama's to y'all. Thing. You want to I see it again, you mean? Nah, I, I mean that was Democrats on everything. You had them blue dog the Democrats. Yeah, but but Ted, but but yeah, you, you can say what you want about the blue dogs, but they ran all, they ran both uh, both the House and the Senate and the presidency. So you can say what you want, but they did. So you want to see it again? Yeah, but that was, okay. I'm Man, saying that I want the Dems to run the House and Senate, which is probably not good for the economy. Watch. Watch the stock market go act stupid. But I do want to be able to see Biden and Harris make some decisions without just fighting everybody to get something passed. I would really like to see it. But I don't know. Uh, But I'm taking it to the altar this morning. I bet you that. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Uh, Jerome, you, what did you say? You said something I didn't hear. That, that's not true. I don't know why people say that about the Democrats and the economy is bad under Democrats. That is another thing that the Republicans does does a really good job at marketing, right? Because they keep saying, oh, under the, under the Democrats, the economy is going to be bad. The problem is, is that our deficits come under Republicans. And then when Democrats take office, they have to do corrective measures to make sure that our deficits that's are not, not running saying. crazy. So they spend all of the money. And then they blame the Democrats for having to take measures to um, to get the economy straight again. Well, I ma- said that before you came on. I said the exact yeah, same yeah, thing I, I was, before you was, came on. So I'm not talking about the stock market. No, no, no. I was, I was here when you said that. I was here when you said that. But but I I, I always say that. I've always said the same thing. Is that the the temporary difference, the temporary bump in the economy that you hit from having tax increases. Think, think about it this way. If your company and doing a Republican four years, you make a hundred billion dollars. And then doing the Democrats, you have to pay you have to pay two billion dollars. Why does that stop you from investing? It's a psychological issue. They made ten they you know, they made a hundred billion dollars for the last four years and they can't pay their for, fair share in taxes. That's psychological. So they start doing things like laying people off to say, oh, yeah, it's because of the because of the Democrats why we had to lay off. Just like under Obama. Nobody left to lay off, Jerome. Everybody's already laid off. No, no. I, I'm just giving an example. Just like under Obama, American Airlines tried to bankrupt their pension. And what Obama did, the Obama administration told them, if you move your money to offshore accounts about bankruptcy, we're going to seize your accounts in other countries, and American Airlines did not do it. But they were going to bankrupt themselves just because they didn't want to pay people's pension. And once, you know, I Air remember Polar, that. Yeah, remember 
Eric Holder was like, we're going after your assets uh, abroad. They were like, okay, well, we ain't going to do it. They were just trying to bankrupt them. So let's not, let's not lose sight of how evil capitalism can be sometimes. They're not, they're not doing this because of Democrats in office opposed to Republican. They're doing that to take your money. It's like the whole thing that's going to kick back up when Biden is there is going to be um, Social Security. Oh, my gosh, we can't pay Social Security. There's no money in Social Security. You just gave a $2 trillion tax break to somebody, yep. but you're talking about you can't save Social Security. Social yep. Security that's has what a they surplus do. of $2 trillion, yep. but you can't that's save Social do, Security. Man. Yeah, so that's, that's all what I'm they saying. do, Jerome. I mean, that's the funny yeah. message. Yeah. And, you know, in your other message, too, before we before we get out of here, you just look at the last four presidential elections. It's the Democrats get it, get, get the economy back on point. The Republican predecessor, I mean, the the, 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 the Republican uh, successor of that president, guess what? They come and mess it up. Clinton, Bush, Obama, Trump. I mean, come on. The proof's in the pudding, man. All right. Let's step out, take our last break. Uh, coming up, Chatterbox on a need-to-know basis and all that good stuff. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This message is brought to you by the NPR Coffee Club, which delivers fresh roasted coffee to your home. We're excited to share the release of new blends, such as All Beans Considered, with a warm caramel nutty flavor, or National Public Roast, our smoky full-bodied blend, or Wait, Wait, Don't Wake Me, a smooth choice for those who prefer decaf. A subscription brings fresh roasted coffee directly to your door, and you can also give a gift subscription to the NPR superfan in your life. Visit us at nprcoffeeclub.org. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson says that tougher lockdown restrictions are probably on the way. He told the BBC today that his government is reconciled to do what it takes to get the coronavirus under control. The pandemic in Britain is being fueled by that variant that's said to be more easily transmitted. Much of England is already under the country's toughest level of restrictions. China has vowed to respond after the New York Stock Exchange said it will delist three Chinese companies. This follows an executive order from President Trump in November that will bar Americans from investing in firms believed to be linked to China's military. NPR's John Ruich reports. The investment ban takes effect on January 11th. The New York Stock Exchange said on Thursday it would complete the delistings by then. The companies are China Telecom, China Mobile, and China Unicom Hong Kong. All are major state-owned telecommunications firms. China's Commerce Ministry says the U.S. move hurts the interests not only of the Chinese firms, but also investors outside China, including in the United States. It says it will also damage confidence in U.S. capital markets. In response, China will take necessary measures to, quote, resolutely safeguard the legitimate rights and interests of Chinese enterprises. It did not give details of what that would entail. John Ruich, NPR News. There was a candlelight vigil in Rockford, Illinois last night, a week after a gunman killed three people and wounded three others at a bowling alley. An Army Special Forces sergeant has been charged in the shooting. 37-year-old Duke Webb is set to be arraigned on February 16th. He was denied bond. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News. It's time for Chatterbox, final thoughts from uh, the world-famous chat room and from social media sites that we monitor throughout the course of the show. Mr. Elias, man, do you have anything that's worth reading? Yes, man. Covina man said these white supremacists are going to have another Charlottesville on January 6th in D.C. 
All those Republicans are making fools out of themselves. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> okay. You know, Trump is, is telling people to uh, have pr- protests on Inauguration Day. You know that, right? That's what he's telling them to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy is a freaking idiot, man. Anything, anything else, Mr. Elias? That's it, sir. All right. So let me read uh, a few here. Uh, the pastor's checked in with us as always. Uh, let me stroll up. Here it is. Pastor, here we go. Uh, happy, said, peace and blessings, family. Happy New Year to my favorite radio show. Love the topics as usual. I missed the voice of Johnny D this morning. Yeah, okay. That being said, I usually agree with my brother, Mr. Spree. So this is a rare assessment. Uh, so this is a rare assessment. Telling our children not to aspire to be the next Barack Obama who was the nation's first black president, in my opinion, is not Cannot helpful. Say that. Here's a man who was, let me finish, here's a man who was, was a constitutional scholar, uh, intellect, a strong family man with high morals. You may not agree with him politically, but to say to our youth not to inspire to be like him is unfortunate. You want to respond to that real quick, Jerome, before I read the next? I, did, I said, don't, Barack Obama is not the leader of black people. You can, you can aspire to the highest office in the nation. You can aspire to have a, a Ivy League education all you want to, right? I didn't say that it, it wasn't a mark, like he wasn't good at what he did. I am saying that he is not a leader of black people. His philanthropy does not line up with the wellness of black people across the board is what I said. Don't be him in your philanthropy. Right? I didn't say don't okay. be president. Don't want, like, separate okay. those two. That's all I'm saying. All right. We're smarter than this. So we cannot just blanket statement everything. I didn't say I didn't respect him. I just said that he's wrong, and you cannot take that path or that course when you start dealing with your own people. All right, Pastor, well, there's the clarity. All right, so let me read the next one. Uh, let's see. Beth from Ontario, Canada. Jay, Happy New Year, guys. I've been listening, just not commenting. Okay, baby. Thank you for shouting me out. You're welcome. Cheers from my cheers from your number one fan in Canada. Cheers back at you. Perry from Atlanta, Georgia. Happy New Year, fam. The Democrats are going to win on Tuesday. You hear me? I hear you. He said the, the activity on the ground is exciting. And uh, is, he said, activity on the ground is exciting. Young people are voting. We're going to shock the world. Not getting that extra money will hurt Loughner and Purdue. All right. Uh, Mariana Music, Mr. L.E.S., you put your, put your foot in it this morning. I forgot to write the information down about who made the song. Can you give me that information? Happy New Year to you guys. I love you guys so much. Carrie from Baltimore, Maryland, Happy New Year. A lot of information to process from this morning's show. I hope that the Democrats win both seats in Georgia, which will reduce the powers of one Mitch McConnell. We have so many more, but I can't read them all. All right. Um, so, Mr. Elliott, you want to get that information to uh, Marianne Music? Do you have it readily available? And, uh, Marianne, I think that means a no. All right. And on that note, it's time for our final thoughts. No, 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 Jay. I got it. I got it. It's Soul Clap and it's Untitled Soul is the name of the uh, the group. Okay, well, you, you didn't respond to me, so I thought maybe you didn't have it. Okay, so there it is, was on Mariana Music. Oh, okay. Say it again, Mr. Elias, one more time, just in case. It's Soul Clap, and it's, it's the name of the song is called Soul Clap, and it's from Untitled Soul. There you go, Mariana Music, just trying to make sure that you're happy. Okay, happy new year to you, sweetie. All right, time for our final thoughts. Uh, Vanessa Mae Bell, your first final thoughts. 
show. And sometimes people need to go back, and I know I do, and listen to what come out of our mouth. Um, uh, have a good week. Wow. Is that it? <laughs> I mean, wow, okay. All right. Thank you, Vanessa. All right, uh, Mr. Jerome, is free man, final thoughts. Yes, sir. Um, everybody enjoyed the, the new year. I'm not um, one of those people who are, like, you have to wipe the slate clean every time there's a new year. But just everybody be careful. And we're watching a lot of people, you know, stay reckless and be reckless. Don't be that person. Wear a mask. Um, eat healthy. Cut your mucus. You know, don't, you know, do anything that's going to put make you more susceptible to COVID than everybody else. And just be easy on life. It, the world shakes out what it needs to shake out. So everybody have a good 2021. Oh, shout out oh, to man, Kathleen and Marianne Music. Didn't forget you guys today. Just want to say everybody have a good new year. Speaking of Kathleen, I'm looking on the board now. Finally, it looks like Kathleen is in the house. Let's bring her in here. Happy New Year to the Queen. What's going on, Kathleen? How are you <laughs> doing, sweetie? I'm doing great this morning. Thank you. I've been here. I've been here all, you know, most of the time. Oh, really? Show. I'm sorry. The board and is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have yeah, a lot of callers. Let me see. I'm sorry. Good morning, Good morning, Brian. Good morning, everybody. Happy New Year to you. Yeah, I pressed one a couple times, so I said, let me I'll see. Good morning, Vanessa. I said, maybe something's wrong with the board. I figured that. They was hating um, I just, one another ally. <laughs> 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 I'm joking. Let me tell you something. I love Kathleen too much, brother. So yeah, that's a lie. That's a lie. The truth ain't in you. Go ahead, Kathleen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's still funny. Um, listen, I am so excited that we are ent- we have entered into 2021. I am very much looking forward to all that this year holds for us. I'm looking for the transition, looking forward to the transition from uh, illness to wellness. And, you know, as Jerome said, this is a year that, like none other, we have learned to take care of ourselves. And what is it, what is at stake if we don't do that? So a lot of the underlying conditions are up to us to reverse. We can reverse those things through prayer and changing our habits. We can eliminate obesity. We can reduce our risk of diabetes. We can change our uh, risk of cancer even by stopping smoking and changing a lot of habits with the things that we eat even. And this is a year that I, I implore all of us, myself included, to indulge in health and wellness rather than, you know, the, the lust of things that just make us feel better in the moment. And the other thing that I want to bring forward, which is something that I have pledged to do myself, and that is to really get into all of my books and read. Not just my Bible, but all of the books that are available that have come out not only this year, but years in the past. Because we're seeing a resurgence of a need for information that we may have skipped over or maybe we forgot about. So, The Miseducation of the Negro by Carter G. Woodson. 
the book by James Baldwin, which we just saw on the news so many times, The Fire Next Time, and so many, I Am Not Your Negro, so many other books that we can read. Not to mention the book by, uh, the, the book that just came out, Case um, Becoming by Michelle Obama. This is a time where we can really invest in ourselves. And as we do that, we invest in our own economy. We invest in our own financial wellness and our own spiritual and physical health. And I wish that upon all of you. I pray that for everyone, including um, everyone listening, the entire show, all of you who have made this amazing platform possible. And I thank you so much for being in my life. I love you all dearly. God bless you, and Happy New Year. Man, push you guys. I got tears in my eyes. Thank you, Kathleen. I'm going to pass some COVID to you through the phone. There you go, girl. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Just don't know. Love you so much. All right. Uh, Mr. Elias, you get the last word, brother. Final thoughts. Well, you know, I, I'd be remiss not to do what I do all the time. Folks in Georgia, get out and vote. We need your help. We need you. I, I, you know, I got relatives in Georgia, Georgia and I, Georgia. They, they've already they've already voted, <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm so proud of them. So get out and vote, folks. Because if you don't get out and vote, you don't have a voice. You heard Vanessa in the background. Georgia, jo- I'm with you, Vanessa. I'm with you, baby. So Georgia, get out and vote, and put Mr. Cannon's instruction his ass up out of office. Well, not out of office. Put him, put him, so he can so he can sit there. And see what it's like to, to be an obstruction. You might obstruct his butt. So, Georgia, get out and vote. If you don't get out of here, you don't have a bill. And Happy New Year to all those, our great listeners that we have. And my family. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I'll just end the show by saying that, uh, you know, uh, it, 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 more recently, I have been getting a little animated and agitated. The reason for it, folks, is simple. I can't believe that there are folks who are in power, who know better, and continue to do the things that they do. These folks are looking for ways to make themselves bigger, to increase their political platform, to, to increase their political awareness. This is nothing but nonsense. What's going to happen on Tuesday, outside of the vote, the fact that there are senators who are going to contest something that has been traditional since the founding of this country. Unbelievable. The fact that you have a sitting president that we, who will not attend the inauguration. Think about what we're saying here. How can America run across the world and talk about democracy and diplomacy and we're the greatest thing since sliced bread, and you're acting this way? So you know what? Boo, boo, boo on all you people who voted for these clowns who put them in the office. Pay attention to what you're doing. They are idiots. This is not the country that I was born in. I am not proud of what's going on. People accuse Barack Obama or Michelle Obama of saying that in 2008. I'm not going to miss words. I am pissed off at America right now because we have these idiots in office. And it don't make no dang gone sense for it to happen. Wake up, pay attention to what the hell you're doing so we can get out of this nightmare that we're dealing with right now. And on that note, Mr. Elias, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Ralph show. Don't you go nowhere because you know what's coming up next. I can't wait, and neither can you. So for Vanessa, for Kathleen, for Jackie, for Jerome, for Mr. Elias, my boy Hawk, remember, 
If it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side of the J. Ross Show. God bless. Happy New Year. Be safe. And we'll see you back here if God's willing next week. Now go anywhere. Coming up next on a need-to-know basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome Spring. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Pledge allegiance to the
at at least two hospitals that were left with extra doses. So um, they were saying um, they just didn't want them to go bad. So they vaccinated non-frontline workers um, of the Pfizer um, BioNTech um, vaccine. Now, see, I don't disagree with that. With that either. Yeah. Right? They're yeah, gonna I don't go bad. You should be able to give them to yeah. anybody. Yeah. At that point in time, yeah, I agree. Yeah, the way the story was reported was like they were blowing the hospitals out of the water for giving it to their friends and family or relatives. Nope, if the vaccine's going to go bad, give it to anybody who's going to take it. That's the only thing I can tell you. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly on that one. Yeah. Yep. Now, New York State suspended the liquor licenses of um, this Italian restaurant that hosted a Republican conga line, like a Christmas party, where three attendees... Wow later test positive for COVID-19. So, now, I don't remember if I did the story, but I knew of it. On December 9th, this restaurant in Little Neck, Queens, they they, um, had a a bunch of Republicans, and, you know, okay, we're not playing black and white, but there was one black person in Conga Line. And I'm I'm so disappointed in them. But anyway, we got black Republicans, but... I didn't know what to say when I saw the video, but I'm like, wait, <laughs> wait, is Kathleen here? Kathleen, I know this is a black on black crime, but I kept squinting like, I know somebody black ain't in that conga line. There was somebody black in there. And wow. <laughs> so wow. But so since was it, I, it I think they, it wasn't Clarence Thomas, was it? Clarence Thomas or Ben Carson wasn't one of them. Right, right. It might have been somebody kin to them because it it seemed like very odd that knowing that we have COVID and no kind of restrictions that you'd be that festive. I can see the Republicans do it, but um, they're getting beside themselves. So anyway, the New York State has suspended their their license at this restaurant. Now, I guess they won't close the restaurant down, but they're suspending their liquor license. Because apparently the liquor made them do it. <laughs> yeah, wasn't, wasn't that wow. uh, that Jamie Foxx song back in the day? Oh, uh, don't blame it on the alcohol. Don't blame it on the alcohol. Yeah, we should do a new segment. Do blame, blame it on the alcohol. Do blame it on alcohol. That would be a nice segment. All right. Yeah. Now, in Belgium, they had what they're now calling a COVID Santa. Uh, incident after a Santa they had you know when you do the um, people go visit Santa well now the death toll the death toll rose to 27 after people 127 residents were affected by a Santa visit that was organized wow 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 yeah just just think about that one person gives Santa COVID COVID gives Santa give a a whole whole uh, 127 people COVID. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So they, they're calling it uh, COVID Santa is what they're calling it in Belgium. Unfortunately, it's not really that funny, but that's what they're calling them. Now, Argentina has voted to legalize abortion, becoming the first Latin American country to do so uh, against the wishes of the Catholic Church. So since they're the first major country in Latin America to legalize abortion. Um, this happened on Wednesday when their Senate voted um, to allow um, you to have abortion in 14 week pre- pregnancy. Now, they didn't have it, whether it was rape or incest. They had no 
you could not have it at all. Now, I don't, I'm not for or against it. I'm not saying that I'm for the freedom of people being healthy and safe. So, whatever yeah. to that. But Argentina did vote for that. I don't. I don't believe in getting getting rid of anybody else's rights either. It's it's really? crazy. I'm not even. Yeah, just like we were just saying with the Republicans, it's funny. They don't want to feed anybody, but they don't want people to, you know, have abortions or or use contraception. Yeah. I shouldn't say abortions yeah. per se, but contraception. They don't want them to do that, but they don't want to feed you when you get here. <laughs> like, it's right. weird. All right, now, um, a Bra- <laughs> this, this sounds like this was in the U.S., but it technically wasn't. A Brazilian councilman was sworn in for prison after he served thirty day a thirty day temporary sentence. He helped burglars impersonate they they impersonated a cop or police officers and they invaded a home and this guy helped them escape out of prison. So wow. they gave him thirty days of temporary jail for robbery charge, but they're swearing him in as a councilman. So they swore him in wow. from jail. That does not exclude wow. him. In, in in government, if, was he one of Trump's relatives? That's all I gotta ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know how many wow. criminals are in that piece? Trump's people. I'm sure. I'm sure Trump is considering Brazil as his next uh, place of residency. He might be able to run for office there. Really? So while he's in hey, jail. Jerome. Yes. Hey Jerome, how mm-hmm. is that different from a pardon? Oh no, because he technically is in jail. And he's currently serving time, so I guess it's not a pardon because he still has that on his record. Now, he may not be able to drive. He may not be able to do other things, but he can still govern, apparently. You can still make laws. Matter of fact, that's wow. a good point, Kathleen. How come he couldn't put up a bill to, to pardon himself? Mm. Hey. Wow. I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to pass, but I'm just saying it's just a thought. Mm. Now, yeah, now, um, I don't just want to call him a rapper, so I'll just say hip-hop mogul Master P, or um, Percy Miller, uh, and former NBA All-Star Baron Davis has jointly entered into negotiations with the parent company of um, of Reebok. Um, so they uh, yeah. approached Adidas, and they want to buy Reebok for $2.4 billion. Mm. I saw Again. that one. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Now, I am saying Master P and Baron Davis, um, if you don't know who uh, Master P is, um, he's a rapper, actor, record producer, entrepreneur. Um, he made, He's made movies. Like, his worth net value is supposed to be, value is supposed to be $200 million. I don't know how they come up with any of this stuff. Baron Davis is a retired professional basketball player who paid 15 seasons for Charlotte, New York, New Orleans, Golden State, Clippers, Cleveland, New York, a bunch of people. And um, Adidas, who's in a, Germ- um, a German sportswear company, said earlier this month that it was considering a potential sale of Reebok um, 15 years after it bought it. Now, hmm. Reebok is a British company, but it's a U.S.-focused brand just to rival Nike, apparently. So the company bought... Uh, Reebok is based in Boston, but 
Hmm. Apparently, Adidas bought them from $3.8 billion in, two point, in 2005. But um, they said they lacked progress in turning it around. And um, calls from investors um, are telling them to get rid of it. So, I don't hmm. know if I... I guess I wear Reebok, too. I mean, Reebok's not bad. But... Mm-hmm. That'll be interesting if Master P and Byron Davis buys them. That'll be the biggest black-owned. We don't have any black-owned sneaker companies that I know of. But can you imagine nah. what that's due to the market? Yeah. Just like you think for well, and they, they, I'm sorry, well, they're gonna buy jump, it for it's for sale for 2.4 million, 2.4 billion. Yeah. And yeah. Um, they purchased it. Adidas purchased it back in you know whenever for 3.8 billion. Yep. In so they will be. It, Right, so they'll be able to come in uh, into a company. I don't know what the worth of it is, but so they're talking about $1.4 billion potentially in equity or potential equity in yeah. that company. And yeah. if they buy, now, if they buy it, which I, I'm sure this is where you were going, once, oh, and not only the fact that he is, you know, Master P is Master P, right? We know who he is. Right. Most of us mm-hmm. know who the bet the the uh Barnes is, the best player. Uh, so um, if they Baron Davis. I remember him Baron like Davis. he's a good player. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Baron Davis. So if if once the black community gets a whiff of that, right? Right. That it's owned by them, if it you know, it's really owned by them and they mm-hmm. don't turn it over. The sales right. of Reebok will shoot through the roof. I know because we will move from you know there's going to be some sneakerheads that are into Nike and Jordans and all that other kind of stuff. But once they and not to mention it's just it's not just the fact that they own it, but we know how creative we right. are, right? So mm-hmm. we know what we know what he's going to be what they'll be able to pull. We know what they'll be able to uh, readjust. And at this particular time in history, with Black Lives, Black Lives Matter and all of us talking about our economy and how that can shift, if they take that, use it in their marketing, bring in some, you know, black people to do marketing and promotions and advertising and all of that so that they become exactly, you know, they, they fulfill the dynasty. We look at all the money that is spent in the black community, and we just look at sneakers alone. Mm-hmm. We spend yeah. a lot of money on sneakers. So this could be yeah. uh, a this is a not could be this is a game changer, and I certainly hope that it it happens. Yeah, yeah, I I feel the same way. Like I was just watching um um a commercial. It was a Geico commercial where. They had that rap group tag team in, in it, right? Yes, and, I saw that. And yes. It was like, uh, yeah. It was, they were talking about desserts, and the two people started dancing. I said, "That's a black ad." Yes. Right, because th- nobody wouldn't have randomly picked that particular group out and know how big of an impact it was for the parents of the little girl who came in the room, because that was mm-hmm. very. That is where you need black people in ad and marketing. So you're right. If Reebok turns over to become this company owned by black folks, I think the creative side is going to kick in. I will go buy Reebok. And I haven't bought sneakers in Me years. Me too. Me too. Years I have I not bought too. sneakers. 
So join yeah, the I, club. Just to point. Yes, I would too. Matter of fact, I, I would just buy tickets. I think I'd get some stock in Reebok because I know. Oh, that too. Yeah. That too. Yeah. Because that's right it. off the rip, as soon as it happens, that thing is going to move. So, which which lead me to believe that um, whatever happens, they won't sell it to them. Because that's how that's how white supremacy works. But I'm hoping that they make some headway in that because it will be a great, great purchase. And for everybody who's saying, you know what, we need to, you know, have um, we need to we need to support black businesses. And that will be the king of them at that point, <laughs> just to say everybody in black community starts supporting and getting rebot. I don't, I don't no, know how the industry would, re, would, would, you know, react to that, but I think it, I think um, it would react negatively to it. They will make billions. So I'm go- yes, and so I'm going to, I'm just going to offer a little tweak right there. Okay. And uh, yes. So for for this particular year moving forward from today going forward, we are going to uh, acknowledge and abide by the scripture that says life and death is in the power of the tongue. And yes. we are going to speak uh, life into everything that we want to see happen. And we're going to cancel out the, you know, those negative things. We're going to speak life to it. So we are going to, all of us, we're going to right now speak life to that sale for $2.4 billion to Master P. Yes, Yes. we are going to speak life to that. Yes, indeed. And and Baron Davis. Yeah. yeah. And thanks for that, Kathleen, because I felt myself being too negative that it wasn't going to happen. Thanks for saying that, because technically, because you know I normally complain about that. So my thing yes, is to not see the negative which you can think and have to speak life into it. So I'm, but I'm glad. Like I said, it would, it would. Um, I don't know if you've seen. P has what's called wrap snacks out, and they're like potato chips. You'll see like Carly B on them, and there's Carly B and cheddar, and there's like different rap groups. P has been really creative. And trying to hit, you know, a, a specific market, but I think something like Reebok is a big brand, and across the board, I can see mm-hmm. just, you know, knocking Timberlands out, for example, just and having hiking boots from Reebok, just little things yeah. like that. I think that that, I think this is a big, big move. So I'm, I'm hoping that they do it. Yes, and I think the last thing I'm going to say about that is that I think that it's very interesting that I buy sneakers all the time, and you said, I don't know, Mr. Elias, if you also said you didn't buy sneakers, I don't know, I heard your voice come in there, but I don't know if that's what you said. You said he would. I don't, yeah, I I would buy them most definitely, I would buy them most definitely, I don't buy sneakers, I'm like, I'm like, well, I got a bunch of nice sneakers. You guys don't buy sneakers, and I buy sneakers all the time. What is up with Yeah, you know, for me, I think once I got out of college and stopped, I I think it's from being an athlete. Like, I wanted people to take me serious. And so I actually literally stopped wearing sneakers because I think that there's a stigma with athletes. And once I got out of college, um, you know, if I wasn't playing basketball specifically, I actually bought different shoes so that I wouldn't wear sneakers. Because when I was younger, I always wore sneakers 
Because we would play basketball in jeans. <laughs> if a game broke out right now, I'd be ready to go. So, yeah. Right. So, yeah, I, I, I think I stopped after a while. And, and so I haven't bought a new pair of sneakers in years. The sneakers I have are fine. Um, I just don't wear sneakers often. Okay. Well, I bought, I, I got about 10, 15 pair of sneakers, but I haven't bought them in about a year. You know, I haven't. Man. So you don't work out? You guys don't work out? Is that what you're saying? Okay, well, I'm well, going to yeah, say yeah, don't yeah, work out. <laughs> take that where you want to take it. I'm going to hum and a hum and a hum and a hum and a All I'm saying is, is that my <laughs> the shoes that I wear are comfortable. That's all. I, I do have some... Like um, some walking shoes. I didn't, ask like, you that. Box I, didn't and... I didn't say nothing about comfort. I said, do you work out? That's what I said. So why you got to change the subject? See, like, wait. Look at me in overtime. Yeah, really. No, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Kathleen, you. It's, you're it's messing Jay up with us. Kathleen, stop. <laughs> look, look, it's Jay with us. They don't think that we argue. <laughs> <laughs> they, they always think that we're all harmonious. You can do a show with a little thing. He kind of called me out not working out. <laughs> oh my god, that is That's so right. funny. That means I don't my work out, but I walk real fast. Does that work? <laughs> <laughs> oh a, boy, and I and I noticed that Jay is saying absolutely that he's like taking a nap. <laughs> yep, Jay's out. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it's just because he's not used to us having conflict, so he probably went went out and took a nap. He was like, this is going to be fine. (laughs) We're just going to leave him to their own type. Boy, he's going to hear this in the archives. Never mind, Jay. That's funny. Hey, I would say, but since we're in overtime, I'm going to say this. It's probably because he had a rough New Year's Eve show, so we're going to give him a pass on this one. (laughs) Burning up that energy, don't, don't, uh... It don't play off well. It take a couple of days to get, um, you know, to get acclimated back to the re- to the other world. To the real world. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now, well. Now the NCAA has filed a trademark for the phrase "mask madness" ahead of the 2021 Division One National Championship. Now the tournament. So the phrase obviously refers to March Madness, um, the annual NCAA Division One and women's tournament. So. People are calling them out online because on December 23rd, they filed a trademark protection um, giving NCAA exclusive rights to the phrase on mask, on sanitary mask for protection, you know, against the virus, mask madness. So people are calling them out. And they already, by the way, reserved the right to the phrase um, battle in the bubble back in oh August. My God. Yeah, August 26th, they secured the exclusive Man. rights to use that phrase on clothing. Oh, they gonna make some money. The NCAA is like, we we need to figure out did, how to. Go ahead. I did not realize that it was so so lucrative to come up with a phrase because I was reading somewhere the guy that came up with pizza dot com, he, mm-hmm. he coined it for twenty dollars, and mm-hmm. uh, he actually when he got ready to sell it, he sold it for two point six million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. What an investment. Yeah. I, well, you know, and I just you never pizza. thought of. Yeah, got it. Pizza dot com. Pizza dot com, and he he paid twenty dollars to 
coined that phrase, and once he coined it, you couldn't use it. And then when he sold it, he sold it for two point four million dollars. Yep. Yeah. See, I see that the law was a little shaky early on in the internet. When you buy a URL, does that give you rights to the trade market? So buyingpizza.com will stop you from even wanting the URL if you can't use it. Right? Mm-hmm. You can type in pizza.com, but you can't brand it if somebody else owns the trademark to it. So that that area was really shaky. Um, when a my earlier businesses, when I got into tech, it was, you know, um, we, we, you know, did, um, you know, we purchased URLs for customers. And everybody kind of was thinking of things that they can resell later. <laughs> so there was some of them not see coming, but there's a lot of URLs right now that uh, if you would have bought Battle in the Bubble, it might have been a porn site earlier, but now it's going to be the NCAA tournament site. I just thought I'd share that. But anyway, the reason I joke about that is because I've had a customer have their site gouged by, and it just went to like porn or something. And they were like, what happened? I said, yeah, you didn't reserve your WW name. And since the guy was famous, uh, I would, he was a professional athlete. He still was famous. Since he's a professional athlete, they bought it. And he actually had to sue them to get that thing back because they were deferring it to uh, sites that was. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Really weird. Anyway, all right. Burger King in Singapore is debuting its new ice cream sundae with chocolate syrup and French fries. Yeah. Now they said that they did this after watching customers dump their um, French fries into uh, into ice cream. So they have a massive <laughs> fries debut at the Burger King. Um, they said it's. Okay. Still, <laughs> I know. I never did. Kathleen, did you do that? You put fries. Uh, no. Okay, thank you. No. I didn't think that. No, when I was pregnant. No, we Not did, even but... when I was pregnant. <laughs> Not even then? <laughs> I just need to make sure that this is a cultural thing. Because they're doing it in Singapore, yeah. so I, I know. They said, enjoy the perfect sweet and savory combination of ice cream with fries. Is what the company said. Good luck. And again... Yeah. Back really? to our Reebok conversation. I'm sure black people didn't market well, I mean, that. I could see it, though. I could see it. I could see it. I'll tell you why. Because what? it's just like having a, a hot a hot ice cream cup. Okay, never had that. A little that. grease on it. And no, I'm, I'm, I never <laughs> either, but I'm just saying. You know, we oh, okay. put ice cream in an ice cream cone, right? So if you put, you know, french fries kind of like a... Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm pushing it. Okay. Um, I, I can see I'm not going to tell you to mute Kathleen because we never do that. But I'm just going to tell you this. <laughs> Jay is lucky not to be here today. This is a disagreement going on. <laughs> Kathleen was really trying to sell us LES on different sides. It's just my screen. <laughs> Now, wait, wait. If it was fries in the banana pudding, then technically that might be more of a traditional. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> just want to share that. Wow. Oh, boy. So, Alaskan Airlines will only allow service dogs on its flight starting um, in J- January 11th as it becomes the first year to ban all emotional support animals. So they announced that on Tuesday that beginning on January 11th, they will no longer allow any support animals on flight. 
but only service dogs that are trained to perform tasks. Now, here's the thing. Man, I, I've sat next to birds and dogs and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, because I think I would have gotten to flight. It's like, uh, I'm sorry, is this is this chicken next to me? Like, it's like, actually, the colonel? Like, there is something wrong when you just start bringing all kind of animals. Now, I'm not, you know, well, send your letters to Jay. I don't really care. I'm not running no disclaimer. <laughs> seriously. Seriously, I think we need to get over apologizing. Too many um, uh. exotic pets on a flight. That actually can fly is whole yeah. problem. <laughs> if I'm your family can fly, just let them meet you there. Yeah. Yeah. God, yeah. I, I just want to put that I, out. I sat next to a lady with a with a dog. That dog, yeah. <laughs> I'll just fly like good God, lady. Shut that damn dog up, please. Wait. I, I, have, I hate to say this now again, Kathleen. Hopefully, this is not crossing any any ethnic lines here, but. I saw this woman in the store the other day with a dog in the cart, in in the in the um, cart barking, and I was like, "Get your dog out the store, right?" Really? I, I mean, we're not worried about COVID in this, but that's just nasty. That's just my thing. In a shopping cart. In, in a, a shopping, shopping cart? cart. Yeah. Oh boy. Put yeah, the groceries in there. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't, I don't know what to say now. I already have to take my own bags to the store, so now I'm going to have to create my own shopping cart and take that to the store, too. Yeah, you know, I've gone cra- crazy with those that hand um, those hand wipes. Yeah, me too. I just, I yeah. just, matter of fact, Going I get the, the basket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get the basket now and wipe those down because you can't put a cart. Well, yep. they may try to put a dog in a basket, but hopefully that's not happening. <laughs> but I keep seeing them in carts. Yeah, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's a little too much for me. Now, a sna- a statue of a freed slave kneeling at ne- at Lincoln's feet in Boston that was erected in 1879 to mark the emancipation was removed after a petition called for it to be removed. So workers removed the emancipation. Yes, the emancipation memorial early Tuesday from um in Commons that stood there since 1879. Good riddance. You know. Bad rubbish. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Now, the Mormon mm. church is hit with seven lawsuits accused of covering up decades of sexual abuse of the Arizona Boy Scouts. Now, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints was hit with several lawsuits on Monday um, in Arizona for allegedly covering up decades of abuse amongst the American Boy Scouts. So this is just not the Catholic Church. Just want to put wow, that out. Wow. I'm being fair. This wow, is my balance wow, wow. segment. <sighs> Not in a good way either. All right. Yeah. Now, yep. Now, a New Jersey man who spent ten days in jail is suing the police. And okay, this is this is black or white. I would say, but uh, he spent ten days in jail after facial recognition software, which was later banned, led to his false arrest. Now, again. He was falsely charged black, in 2019 man. for a shoplifting lifting incident in uh, Woodbridge in New Jersey that ended with the thief um, ramming a parked car as he escaped. And they used facial, recogni- facial recognition software, and they arrested the wrong guy. Now, I'm going to start the year off by saying this again. Facial you know recognition black. 
software don't work on black people. I thought we would. Didn't I do this story before, Elias? Yep, yeah. we did. Yeah, I thought so, Kathleen. I, I remember doing this specifically and spending time on it and telling the history of why it does not work. But they knew it does not it does not work on black people specifically. And black females is actually worse. It doesn't recognize black males, but black females it has a worse record of recognizing faces. Mm, so, mm, mm. so someone spent ten days in jail after that. After the facial recognition software. All right. So an appeals court threw out um, GOP Republican um, Congressman Louis Gohmert's lawsuit challenging Biden's election win. This is hours after he said Trump fans may hit the streets and be as violent as Antifa and Black Lives Matter if his case is rejected. Now, Black Lives Matter is not even violent. It's not rejected. No, that's right. That's right. But but that's what he's. I was just quoting him because I would never have said that because it's just stupid. But Louis Gomer, who's a no Republican idea. congressman from Texas, had his case dismissed on Friday, and on Saturday, um, that dismissal was upheld by an appeals court. They are really trying. To, like their case in court is, we don't want the law to stand, so we need you to overturn no. stuff. Asking the people. Yeah. We're supposed to make sure the law stands to not abide by law. <laughs> that is wow. maddening. This is crazy, man. This is absolutely crazy. Hey. Come on, man. You lost. Trump lost. Call it uh, what it is. You have no you have no evidence that said there was voter irregularities. Unlike when, when uh Al Gore beat George Bush in Florida, you have no irregularities. But right. Nah, they, they won't. They won't concede. They will not concede at all. I don't get it. I don't. Yeah. The interesting difference in the Florida case with Al Gore and Bush is that they stopped counting so that he wouldn't be yeah. able to catch Bush. Right. Yeah. Now yeah. they're saying, "Oh wait, now that you count it, why don't we just throw out all black people's votes? Not yes. only in areas where they're black people. Let's just throw theirs out." Yes. Yeah, just throw their stuff out, man. They don't, they don't deserve nothing. Don't give them nothing. Don't deserve it. Mm-mm, take their votes away from them. Right. It is, is crazy. It is so unreasonable that history books are going to be like, when somebody reads this stuff and make a movie, they'll be like, that didn't happen. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Yeah, you exactly. know that he lost, yeah, no, and now you just want to overturn it. And we're a democracy, mm. right? Yeah. <laughs> they might wow. as well just flat out just, you know, throw up their hands and be like, only white people can vote. They need to just start saying that. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what they're really mad at. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like how Dave Chappelle put it the other day when I was watching one of his specials when he said, if you want to get gun, tro- gun control uh, uh, for the United States, you said black people, you know what you have to do. We're the only ones that can resolve this issue. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and we know exactly like, what you have what? to do. You know what exactly what you had to do? You said everybody get a gun permit and buy guns. They'll get mm-hmm. it. They'll, they'll 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 reform the gun laws right then and there. I'm like, you're right. You're 100 yep. right. <laughs> now, hey, now here, here's a story that combines our um, our ice cream comment in white folks. Um, vanilla ice. Just a good segue. He <laughs> uh, gave Donald Trump Jr. a shout out for his birthday while really Giuliani. Uh, was with some mysterious, some some mystery woman at the Mar-a-Lago New Year's Eve bash. 
Vanilla Ice. Wow. I'm gonna. My God. Right. So uh, the footage that was posted by um, Donald Trump Jr. showed dozens of people packed the dance floor as Vanilla Ice, yep. you know, sung his uh, song Ice Ice Baby. That I never liked, by the way, and that I think that mm-hmm. if Vanilla Ice is gonna act like that. I, we need to not feel sorry for that Suge Knight incident. That's all I'm going to say. Yep. Do some homework. Amen. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> when, he, when he didn't know that he had took Queen's song, and he's like, that's not a, that's not, that's not a remake. Yes, it is, dumbass. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> that's impressive. Wait a minute. And the black dude who wrote his lyrics, that's who Suge Knight was representing because they didn't want to pay him royalties from the – he never even wrote the doggone song. Wow. He performed it, and Suge <laughs> was representing – the other guy, and they didn't want to pay him royalties. And so Vanilla Ice had to sign over his portion of royalties to the guy who actually wrote the song. Wow. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. That's an old Elvis story. You know, when white folks do black people music to get into something. And now yep. Kid Rock. Mm-hmm. Kid Rock wasn't there yeah. with Vanilla Ice. Yes, yeah, really. And let this be a lesson to you black folks, is that when you bring people in like Robin Thicke, and uh, and Vanilla Ice, don't be surprised when they revert back to being who they are. I just want to say that. They're your friends while they're your friends, and now they're not. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Illinois high school teacher, 38, faces jail for sexual abuse of pupils that she kissed and inappropriately touched during a month-long relationship. So Aaron Kemp, who's 38, who appeared in um, in court on Monday, was charged with Criminal sexual abuse after she admitted to an inappropriate relationship with a student. How much do you want to bet that she's going to get um, she's going to get um, probation, or she's Can not going to get probation? They're going to be like, "My bad, I'm out." Can we play white or black on that one? Yeah, we should have. We should have. But my next story is go is go sum up that story really nicely. Now, you know, the original or the real Aunt Vid. I don't like to do this because I actually met. Daphne Maxwell Reed years ago and Tim Reed and they're actually really cool people but I'm going to go back to uh, the original Aunt Viv she um, expressed her um, her they, what they describe as her ire of her of white privilege that she believes exemplifies Lori Laughlin's early release from prison on Monday <laughs> so the old Aunt Viv <laughs> said uh, when the white actress commits crimes, they get new shows and pilots and et cetera. Mm-hmm. So she said, Lori Laughlin, I assume, will get an Emmy for her time in prison. It's <laughs> what on there, bro. Oh. Now, wow. get this. Wow. Now, this, I, I like some of the, uh, uh, she also said, hmm, um, oh, to be white, blonde, and privileged is what she wrote on, she tweeted on Monday. So, on um, Viv is still, mm. is still kicking up dust. Now, the irony we had, is... We had her on the show once. She was dope, man. Did you? Person. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's on cool. The show once. That's cool. I, I actually always liked her even, uh, you know, on and off screen, so that's cool. Now, the irony of this is that the the um, the comments that came in after was Aunt Viv, um, that Aunt Viv um, put Aunt Becky in her place, so it was like the two aunts going at it. <laughs> and it's, the irony is that the the white privilege one name actually is Aunt Becky on that show. <laughs> so, wow, yeah, that's uh, true. <laughs> it was like Aunt Viv and Aunt Becky. Mm-hmm. That could have been a so better that, symbol if there was one, would you say? 
I was just saying now, the what I see as the irony of this is I happen to be uh, multitasking right here, and I'm at literally right now watching Aunt, the original Aunt Viv on Here and Now with Sandra Bookman, literally like right now. And I was wondering if you were going to talk about that because she did a, she had a reconciliation with Will Smith and the cast of The Fresh Prince. Because if, yeah, we, mm-hmm. if we remember the, the um, you know, the ranting that she was doing online about how badly they treated her when they, um, you know, when she was removed from the show and so forth and how badly Will Smith treated her and all of that, she was, she was incensed and she was not quiet about it. And yeah. so they had a reconciliation, which I didn't get to hear because I'm listening over here, right, but I have it on mute. And I'm watching her, and she also, what I did hear her mention, though, was that she feels that she's owed an apology by the black press that treated her, the black press, who treated her so badly and called her a witch and called her all kinds of other things, just because she was, you know, not just because, but partly because she was in opposition to Will Smith. So just like Mm -hmm. earlier today on this show, when someone, you know, I think it was the pastor was saying that, you know, uh, don't say anything negative about President Obama and then turned it in, turned what Jerome said, which was not don't be like, don't don't aspire to become the president, but turned it into something else to make it sound like, oh, you can't ever disagree with the president. And if you do, that means that you are saying um, you know, it's blasphemy, like black right? people. Or with Colin, right? It's Colin Kaepernick. If if the president says Colin Kaepernick shouldn't kneel, then he shouldn't kneel. Even though years later everybody's kneeling, even the police are kneeling. So, mm-hmm. so what was it then? So who was right when? So it's just you know that's what happens sometimes when we have people who are so loved by the black community, they can pretty much say and do anything. And the entire black community will go against you if you will go against them. So I, I think that's something that we need to be really careful about, um, very careful about, because just like uh, Sandra Bookman said on the show, she's part of Black Press, uh, there's, always, there's always something else to be heard about it. And we can't lose our intelligence and our insight and our wisdom um, and our ability to discern just because we love somebody, you know, everybody can yeah. make mistakes, and that includes uh, Mr. Barack Obama, former president of the United States. Right, and and that was that was my point, generally. Right, is that we can respect him for what he did and for where he was. I, you know, I'm not going to qualify this, but I'm just saying that we have to be smarter. Right. So even though I disagree with people. Sometimes I never go at them to act like they were completely wrong in everything that they did in life, or I want I want them to stop breathing. Like that's crazy that we act like that. And I remember yeah. when she was going off on Will Smith. Now Will came back and apologized and said that he was young. He didn't understand yeah. what he was doing. But that what she's been out of the the entertainment business for like twenty years. He literally got yes. her blackballed or blacklisted up out of that piece. Yes, he did. He did. Right? Yes. She had a right to be angry. She's very talented. She wasn't just talented yeah. for television. You know, she did theater and stuff. So, right. 
He was absolutely yep. right to be outraged. And everybody who went against it should be damned ashamed of themselves, too. And they should be issuing apologies. Yeah, right? now, I, I remember at that time, I never actually, that I remember, ever said anything negative about what she was doing. Because I know how it is to be throwing rocks at tanks. You know what I mean? Like, when you've been wrong and nobody else is listening yeah. to you. Yes. Right? It's kind of like looking at, you know, the, the whole... Um, the whole case, like the Cosby case for me, right? Like Cosby was not, his conviction was not because he had sex with him because they were in a relationship and nobody says that they did that he didn't. It was about drugging her and stealing her up. So it was a sexual assault case, not saying that that's right or wrong, but they treat him like he was a rapist. I'm like, he was never convicted of raping anybody, right? I don't care how many allegations that they have that he wasn't convicted of anything. But we stigmatize folks all over the place that they're like, pull off all of his shows, pull off a different world. And I'm like, there are other people who are getting royalties. Felicia Rashad was absolutely correct in saying what she was saying, and everybody went off on her. They act as if, you know, she's going against women and women's suffrage and all that. It was nonsense. So even though we know that that dude got railroaded, and I'm no fan of Cosby, but at the same time, we have to see that in real time while it's going on and stop demonizing people and sentencing them to, um, to death because you don't like something or the way you heard it was this way or that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That, that is absolutely crazy. So, But we, we do that. And like you said, Kathleen, um, Kaepernick is like redeemed later and everybody else is like, hey, we, we are in sol- solidarity with Black Lives Matter. The yeah. Republicans still Roger, demonizing them. As, as yeah, well, Roger Goodell came out. Roger Goodell came out and says, "Yeah, well, I, I, we we didn't understand at first. Well, you you understood it at first. Right. You just didn't give it to me. Let's call right. it what it is. Right. And so you didn't true. understand it was going to shift. You didn't understand yeah. it was going to shift. And the you know and the po- and right. popular opinion was going to shift. You thought that your racist opinion was going to stand forever." And so you wouldn't yeah. have to change. And now, because it might impact your pocket, now you yep. now you didn't understand. And now, forgive you, mm-hmm. but when it impacted Colin Kaepernick's pop, Colin Kaepernick's pocket, nobody was willing to come back and say, "Well, no, we need to restore him." Within mm-hmm. that, they still haven't restored. They gave him tryouts, but I haven't seen him get it off of. Yeah, and, and, let's and call some of these people that are in the league are, are ridiculous too. Some of them. I, I can't understand why they will not give him a chance. You got people that are just, I'm like, wow, I know he's way better than some of them people that they got. I, I don't understand it. I, I think it's because they went too far. You know how you can go too far in hating something and then you just can't, you just can't pull back from it? Pull it back. Yeah. yeah, I think some of them went too far, some of those owners. We will never. And now they have to be like, well, we're just not going to hire him, but we realize that we're wrong. Like, they literally just kind of ousted him. He became a martyr to the whole um, the whole concept. And some of the black players need to be ashamed of themselves, so they need to be issued apologies. You know, Scott, the Michael Jordan's of the world Scott need to be issued apologies. Yeah. What'd you say? And Dak, Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, we don't need yeah. you, Neil. Shut up. Yeah. You know, get out of here. Yeah. And, and what did you say about Jordan? 
Yeah, I'm not trying to call Jay back up, but I'm saying even Jordan needs to issue an apology because of what he did to um, Craig Hodges back in the days. Craig Hodges was trying to speak up on the same things, Most and they definitely. were like, Psh. I mean, Don't he, say nothing. 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 Mm-mm. Blacklist out of the league, gone. And, and nobody said the word. Jordan wouldn't even listen to his mama when it came to that because she wanted him to endorse uh, uh, was it a congressman or senator out of uh, North Carolina? And and uh, he was like, no, mom, I ain't going to endorse him. No, I'm a nope. strong term. And I was like, what? Wow. You only listen to your mama? Come on, dude. <laughs> against Strom Thurmond, he wouldn't even pick a side? See, he again. He wouldn't pick a side against him. He would not pick a side because you said Republicans buy gym shoes, too. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Great talent, but he I never could, spoke out against him. I would have. Oh, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't say that. You can get a cat to, to endorse somebody against Strong Thurman. I'm like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't go. I forget who, the, who it was that Strong Thurman was running against. But they, and, and his mama said, Michael, if you come out, you know, it'll help, it'll help this guy win. Michael's like, uh-uh. He's talking about messing with my brand, mama. No, uh-uh. Nope. Yeah, I I think people didn't get it even back then. Is that what is the sense of you having any kind of power if you don't use it, or influence if you don't use it? And I think black people get got to a point where they just want to be neutral enough so that white folks accepted them. So anything that has to do with black people, they're like, uh, uh-uh, ain't got nothing to do with that. But he should have realized his power drawn when he retired, and people when he came back into the league. You know, mm-hmm. man, people were begging him to come back. So if he came back and said, look, this is how I want to run it, get Craig Hodges back in here, we're going to do it like this. If you don't want to get him back in, I'm not coming back. Now what? Right. I bet you they have conformed to whatever he wanted. He was Michael Jordan. Come on. Yeah. He, was, he was the reason people were filling up arenas wherever he went. So it's all it's an economic thing. But, so but for you to not even realize your power, you just, it was ridiculous to me. Yep. But just like we said before, I, I don't give Michael Michael Jordan any um, any undue attention for that. Just like Barkley and sometimes Shaq has said some things that I'm like, yeah. don't listen to Shaq. Don't listen to Shaq. Yeah. Shaq is still yeah. hawking Papa John's pizza for all I know. Like he's he's doing the bidding for somebody else, so let him go. But don't hate Shaq for it. Just know Shaq's a pitch person. That's what he's doing. So he's not the leader of black people. Charles Barkley, don't listen to him when it comes to politics. Charles Barkley has made some really bad calls over the years. Not and, at all. Yeah, you ain't kidding there. Yeah. 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 So, so for us, we have to kind of um, pick and choose a little bit better without hating because just like in the Aunt Viv situation, when you think that when the whole system's against the black person, you come to find out that they're right, then you have to admit that you were wrong. And some people don't like mm-hmm. to do that. Well, most people don't like right. to do that. Yeah. Now, okay, so um, the U.K. had become the first country to approve the AstraZeneca vaccine. Now, <clears throat> the third shot will hit the market, and, and they said they're boasting that it's a lower cost. The Moderna shot, or oh, I'm sorry, the AstraZeneca shot is like two dollars, two fifty a dose, and um, hmm. the Pfizer and the and the Pfizer and the Moderna is much more expensive. But 
in the UK they've ordered a hundred thousand, a hundred million doses, um, and the shots will be started being administered on Monday, January fourth. So if you're in the UK, there's an AstraZeneca that um, is out there, and you know Johnson and Johnson's version is about to come out too, and that's one shot. So they're still they're the third stage for their clinical trials. They're expected to come out in mid January. Again, I'm not voting for against. I'm just doing news. Now, all right. So I probably should have left this one for the um, for the um, for the last news story. But there's a study out from Ohio State University. It says that victims of racism should take ecstasy or magic mushrooms to reduce trauma of their experiences. Now, I don't know what kind of wow. crazy what? this is. Who what? Would Ohio State University in the U.S. found that a, seco- a single psychedelic trip of mushrooms or acid or MDMA, which could help victims overcome racism that they've been subject to. Now, I don't know if they talk about the victims like the the people who receive the racism or the people who are committing racism. I'm going to go with the people mm-hmm. who are racist need to start taking mushrooms because I don't really? think the people who are victims need to. Wow. But they said they're wow. reducing the trauma of their experiences that they should take mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, wow, say that, wow, wow, wow. This sounds you know I went to Ohio State, right? You know I yes, went to Ohio sure State, did. right? <laughs> It just it just hit me when you said what, and I'm like, I didn't want to bring out that you're alumni, but they're sm- they're spending yeah, their yeah, I'm a Buckeye. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, a Buckeye. Yeah, I'm gonna have to call them up and I'm gonna have to call them up and talk about that. And yeah, you know, yeah, I don't want to bring up. I don't want to. Yeah, I, I think I do. I went to the law school though. I don't know if that helped. <laughs> you know, you said you don't know if that counts. I, I went to Morris College of Law. It's not actually called Ohio State College of Law, actually. It's called oh, the Morris. Yeah, she's just owning them. She's like, let me tell you. Let me tell you the difference. Kathleen, let's give our audience, let's give our audience uh, understanding of the difference between a university and a college, right? So colleges are the whole school, one admission. But universities have many colleges. Kathleen went to a college right. inside that university. Uh, a, <laughs> yeah, not claiming yeah, yeah. them. But it has another name. It has another name. So if I just no. use Morris, if I just use Morris, then y'all would know that I went to Ohio State. So I went to Morris College of Law wait, in wait Columbus, that's, that's, Ohio. Did you say, no, you said Mars, like the Mars bar? No, Morris. M-O-R-M-O-R. Oh, no, 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 okay. not more, not not Morris like Chet. Morris. M O R I T Z. Okay, okay, I'm with yes. you. I'm with you. I was, yes. just, I was just checking. Yeah, I will like tell that. you this. I will. I will tell you this. So I was. Um, I was president of the Black Law Students of Balsa, Black Law Students Association at Ohio State. One of those years while I was there. And one of the one of the primary issues that we had to deal with as a um, a division of Balsa, because you know Balsa is a nationwide or larger organization, mm-hmm. is racism on the 
uh, campus of Ohio State University. So not just racism within Columbus, Ohio, which was also a problem. Um, you know, you had to be careful where you went you know, in, in, in Ohio, uh, the various towns that you went to, because you could be subject to, you know, racist um, name-calling and, and attacks if you weren't careful. Just like Delaware, where Joe Biden is from. That was a really difficult place to go to school. But really? uh-huh. in, on, the, on the campus itself, there was a lot of um, a lot of racist, um, you know, not only name calling, but people putting notes on and in your locker. Uh, there were problems with um, in certain departments that you went to. You know, racism. You know, this, this, this not this is not unusual. It's right. a predominantly white. It's predominantly white school. And while and the education was bar none, it was an excellent place to go to school. But it it had problems with uh, with regards to race. Um, the professors we didn't have significant number of professors there, African American, Latino, or otherwise. So it was a major problem. So interesting that they are doing studies on race, but I question and have to look into further. I question the result that they're coming up with to say that either the aggressor or the recipient of racist attacks should resolve them by using drugs. I, yeah. I seriously, I it, that would bring a great shadow, I think, on the university itself to say that they are adopting that as a, uh, a platform. I, 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 I don't know. That's my opinion. <laughs> No, that's not- I'll look into it and I'll come back to you later, but that's my opinion. <laughs> you don't even have to look into it. I am telling you, that is some bull right there. I, if there's one <laughs> black word I could use for that, that's what we Frank call it in the black When you bring up something that we know is wrong. In the words of black people all over the black communities across this country, that's some bull. <laughs> right yeah, that, yeah, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. <laughs> All right, I, I feel like I interrupt you, Elias. What were you going to say? Well, I wasn't saying anything. I was just laughing. <laughs> oh, okay, my bad. All right, so, um, hey, you know. That's probably, from the, that's probably out of the, administra- the, 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 the Department of yeah, uh, the, Plans. The administrative study. offices, our home office in, in, in Des Moines. Yeah, really. <laughs> you want to go check this. Send your comments there. Oh, All right. my gosh. So, um. This last story, I know we only have a couple minutes, but in this last story, this is not a shot at Kathleen. It was already on the show, but they said a half hour in hot and a hot bath will burn the same amount of calories as a hot as a half hour walk. That's a new book. Oh, okay, Oxford Professor. Let me get the tub running right now. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a hot shower for an hour or um, two before bedtime. So you can take the bath for an hour or take a hot shower and it works the same. Good night, everybody. I still don't need sneakers. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, but I will buy Reebok. Just want to tell you that. There you go. All right. <laughs> there you that's go. A, that's, a, that's a one hour hot bath or a 30 minute <laughs> hot bath and a one hour hot shower? They said the one-hour hot bath is 
equivalent to a half hour walk or a hot shower for an hour or two before bedtime. So I think you need to do more in the shower before bedtime, and that burns off the same amount of calories. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I thought maybe it was a half hour hot bath, but I got you. Yeah, yeah, it's like old pop olive commercial when they say you're soaking in it, like that pop olive. (laughs) (laughs) You need a hot bath to burn off more calories. Okay. I know. That that, that would have been fire for the young kids. And that one was for for you and LES who don't work out. Hey, we don't need to. Because we take hot baths and showers. Like, that's how that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my workout. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime somebody say that, we don't need shoes because we take baths. Work it out. (laughs) Oh, God. That's hilarious. Yeah. All right, I'll let you end this because I know we're about to cut off from the live feed. <laughs> yeah, we just we just cut off. We good, just good. I, I knew we'd get real close, so I knew we'd come so close I up on the hour. So, so then I can say this because most people would say that men do not take baths; they usually take showers. Yeah, you know what? Uh, yeah, that, yeah. That that's just a saying. It's just that when you are rushing, right? For for men. I guess that's a sports thing, right? You take showers and stuff and get out. But baths, um, I think women take longer baths than men. I think that's what it is. I wouldn't say that men don't take baths or don't like to take baths. Yeah. I think this yeah, I I think usually, timing. What you say? When, when, when I, I, usually, I usually take a whirlpool bath, man, when I'm, when I'm sore. When I, when, I, when I have worked out and my legs are sore, like now, because uh-huh. <laughs> I worked out yesterday, my legs are sore, so I used to jump in the whirlpool that's, and just do that, man. That's you because know. you work out with shoes on. That's because you work out with shoes on. You don't have sneakers. <laughs> hey, you try to make it like, seem like we're from St. Louis, got the black socks and shoes on while we're working out. Look, we from that part of the country. I'm glad we all apologize for my people in the loop. Yes, sir. 
right. I was well, going to say, well, I will let John roll. Hey, by the way, Elias. Yeah. Before we get out of there, um, Kathleen, I told Elias the reason why I, I was listening to the New Year's Eve show and wasn't on it. Oh, no, <laughs> oh really? Why? Yeah. Yeah, they, they were getting a little bit off they the rails. Yeah. Yeah, they went a bit far. And I was like, they okay. While I was listening, mm-hmm. I was just about to call in because I was listening online, and I can't remember who said what, but I was like, ah, no, this is not my show. <laughs> like, I, I got to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it did remind me, I told Elias, it did remind me when Elias was saying he was getting tired of that show, it did remind me why he got tired of that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Off the, it was off the rails. Yeah. It was ratchet, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was so there. ratchet to think that COVID made everybody lose their job because you weren't gonna work after that. <laughs> like, yeah, you ain't lying there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You can't keep no job being on that show. And although, wow. look, although we need to yell at at Jay about putting our name in the tag for that show, <laughs> we should not be there. <laughs> you don't want to be tagged on that show at all. No, it was, it got a little bit ratchet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, I understand bringing in the New Year's means uh, certain things to certain people, but it was it was off the rails. Then you then you said they they were talking about bringing the show back. Well, no, that's what they were asking Jay. Can we bring the show back? And Jay was like, No, <laughs> <laughs> mm-mm, we don't want to bring that show back. No, no, nope, he's like, No, nah, we. And I look at y'all. He kept <laughs> you can tell when Jay don't want to do something. Oh, look at y'all. Look at y'all. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he was like, "Nope, I'm not doing that one. I like, I'm not doing it either. Mm-mm. Well, no part mm-hmm. of that show. You can keep it. No yeah. Wow. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, Elias. I didn't tell you after. Remember um, last week when I said, "Ask him was he doing the show?" And then he said, "Yeah, I need to call up the old crew." I was like, "Wait, hold up." Like, I need to run a disclaimer because I knew as soon as I said that, that I was wrong for that. Like, I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, damn it. I was like, damn, Jerome, damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant that he should do the new updated version of what he want New Year's to look like. I didn't know he was going oh, backwards into the archives. No, nah, man. I mean, I, it, it, was, it was fun at first, but, man, it, you know, once everybody sure. started drinking and it got it – got, it got to that point. I was like, "Yep, this is the old show. I'm glad I'm out of it." No thanks. Yeah. It's it's like no. it's like watching the Richard Pryor show on TV or Red Fox on TV, and then going to their nightclub. <laughs> you don't want to be at oh, the yeah. nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, don't want to be at the after hours with them dudes. Like that ain't. Nope. That, that's that's mm-hmm. where we were. Yeah. We're at, that's weird. Sure. He was broadcasting the after hours, and that wasn't gonna work. So anyway. Mm-mm. I thought that. I was like, oh, man. I set Elias up because I ain't, I'm not getting on this show. I started to call you. Mm-hmm. I said, no, I ain't want to disrupt it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Mm-mm. I, I was hoping I was wasn't listening because I didn't want to ruin her New Year's. We had to we got to bring in New Year's peaceful. <laughs> I was like, I should call Kathleen yeah, to listen to this. Cool. But I'm like, nope. She might have to listen to it. I was in church. I was in church. <laughs> Good. Good. That's well, all of them virtual, to be. virtual church. Yeah, virtual <laughs> church. I didn't go. I didn't leave the building. I was in yeah, virtual yeah. church. No yeah. thing. Jason have brought in virtual church in there that day. But yeah, they, they were a little off. So I, I had to, 
I had to opt out. My bad. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so all, all right, man. I'll let y'all go. All, all right. right. All right. Good talking week, to you. Yeah, you too. Have a good week. You too. All right, bye-bye. You all too. Right. Bye-bye. bye-bye.